Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. Voice of the fans, sportscast. Hosted by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds. Taylor Gatwood. 100% RC. Professor Damian Flowers. And Tyler Wright. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Voice of Fan Sportscast. We have a special guest with us tonight, Randy Kuray from the What's Up Sports Podcast. And we have Professor Flowers, of course, and this guy, 100% RC. What's going on, fellas? Cooling. Cool. What's going on? Randy. Thanks so much for the invite, guys. We're yes, really looking man. forward to this. We, we finally linked up after months and months of planning and things interrupting, uh, you know, you come on the show, but we finally got done. My son had a tournament Tuesday. Well, they they had a game Monday. If they won, they had a tournament Tuesday. So, you know, we weren't for sure they were going to win Monday because they were like the third seed or fourth seed. So, okay. but they end up being the they end up being the the, uh, the first seed. Awesome. Then they beat the second seed. Then they went on to the uh, the finals and won it all. So, oh, yeah. congratulations! Yeah, they, they went through That's the gauntlet. Great. Yeah, they went through a gauntlet to win it all. That's so, wonderful. That's wonderful. Kansas City ish. Yeah, man. Look, like like I said before, we win around here. We are winners over <laughs> in the Reynolds household. <laughs> <laughs> so, Randy, man, what's going on in Canada? Oh, what's going on in Canada? Well, you know what? Uh, the Raptors are in a rebuilding mode, and the Leafs mm-hmm. are uh, well. Uh, they're uh, they're hanging in there. They're uh, you know gearing up. Uh, well, we are hosting the uh, NHL All Star Game uh, this weekend, okay. Okay. and uh, you know what? Baseball fans are still licking their wounds from the uh, Shohei Otani <laughs> fiasco. Other than that, uh, all is good over uh, north of the border. Hey, hey, I like that. I like that. It wasn't too cold, you know. Is it cold right now? Cause you know Mississippi went through a blizzard. Well, not blizzard. A uh, little freeze, freeze storm, whatever you want to call it. And uh, now it's raining all week. So go figure. <laughs> How's okay. the weather in Canada? So yeah, it's uh, it, it was been raining uh all day today, yesterday. Now, uh, forgive me. I gotta. I got to do the uh, Celsius Fahrenheit conversion. So, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's four degrees Celsius here, and if my math is right, that is about uh, that's about forty forty Fahrenheit. So, is it, is it uh, like yeah, thirty six degrees. Like if you just add thirty six degrees, something like that. So, uh, so huh. thirty two Fahrenheit is zero Celsius. And every degree Celsius is like one, like the conversion is uh, one Fahrenheit to 1.6 Celsius. No, 
one Celsius to one point six Fahrenheit, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Google's a wonderful thing. Well, we could do the comparison right. between what, Mississippi the and Toronto. The United States is the only one that's not on the metric system. So I right, like we, they taught us in school. <laughs> they taught us in school, but that's when I didn't pay attention. So yeah, what, I don't know. I, I think conversion. I think the country of Liberia does Fahrenheit as well. But uh, yeah, you guys are you guys are only running Fahrenheit. Miles, <laughs> y'all, kilometers. You know. <laughs> You know we gotta be different over here, over in the states. Yeah, come to the dark side. Hey, Celsius, it's <laughs> we're waiting I have for you. A question, yes, question. sir. I don't, I don't know. You probably can bust this myth for me. Is it true that Canadians use vinegar instead of ketchup on their French fries? I've seen it been done. Uh, you know what? Me personally, I'm a I'm a mayonnaise guy when it comes wow. to my French fries. I put you I'm a mayonnaise over here. Guy. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Ain't nothing wrong with I, it, Randy. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys should try it. Uh, you know what? It's uh, it's a taste explosion. I'm not gonna lie to you. I put, hey, I put it on mine. Don't feel bad. Well, you know, uh, I was at a coffee shop. You know, whether it was Dunkin' Donuts or whatever it was, and you guys don't put milk in your coffee. Like you guys are all about cream in your coffee. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, it's it's an either or thing, but the main thing is cream here. Okay. Okay. So you guys, uh, they, you guys do some. Yeah, they offer uh, milk. Some, yeah. They do oh, offer milk. A, okay. Milk mm-hmm. is an old school. They, no, they they do, but they offer you. You'll ask for cream before you ask for milk. If you get what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense I because put, uh, yeah. I the, put uh, the t- sauce on my, oh, sorry. On my French fries, man. Look, I do too. Yeah, I did. That, they, yeah, they ain't wrong with that. I already do ranch. Yeah, yeah. French fries. Okay. how I feel that day. <laughs> I might get I mean, a, little, a little mayo and, and ketchup and mix it, you know, just a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, it, uh, gravy, uh, gra- fries and gravy in, uh, in my mm-hmm. high school days. That's, uh, that's... Never had it. I never oh, tried fries. Really? I'm that. surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> fries and gravy. I've had that. Fries and gravy. <laughs> like what, what? Why you need gravy with fries? Like, what are you eating to use gravy? Like, you just make some gravy. So, like, something <laughs> that's absolutely, yeah, fries okay. and gravy. Hey, I mean. okay, I know you just go there making gravy to warm fries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, some people, uh, some people why not? They eat a hamburger steak, or they eat a hamburger steak. That's they, true. They, they take the gravy. Yeah, cut thing. Like, you had to make a main dish to use the gravy and the right, yeah. but some yeah, people whip it up. Then you know they pour it on the fries, I guess. So I don't know. I might try that. Do sound pretty good gravy and fries. (laughs) All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, Randy, man, can you tell us about yourself and how you got started in the sports podcast world? Okay, well, I don't know if you guys are going to believe me in how uh, how the podcast actually started, but uh, you know, to back up to. the very beginning, like I've always wanted to be a sportscaster and uh, like from, you know, uh, from like the age of nine and 10 and uh, really had tunnel vision to one thing being a sportscaster. And uh, I did go through journalism school in college, uh, worked at 680 News in Toronto, which uh, uh, was maybe still is the largest radio newsroom in Canada. And uh, my my first uh, actually, I did get a chance to do a co-op placement reporting on Leafs, Raptors and Blue Jays practices. So this was the year when Elijah Wan was on the Raptors. 
And, uh, you know, it was such a surreal experience. Like I was just like a starstruck 21 year old kid. So I didn't really capitalize on the opportunity because I was so shy. I was so in awe of these like legends. Vince was on the team, but I mean, like he, he was on the decline in Toronto. Uh, and, uh, you know, I worked in journalism for about uh, mid 2000s and then I got out of it. How I got back into it was all thanks to Kawhi Leonard, because <laughs> what had happened was uh, I recorded my reaction to the shot when Kawhi, uh, what Kawhi hit in, in against Philly in game mm-hmm. seven of the 19th semifinal, uh, uh, that would be the uh, semifinal, Eastern semifinal. Yeah. Posted it on YouTube. And a couple of uh, radio commercial producers saw my video and bought my video. So uh, (laughs) it's the wildest thing. And, uh, you know, and it happened multiple times with uh, other multiple commercial uh, outlets. And I'll be more than happy to flip you guys, uh, you know, the video. Just so so you guys know, I'm not talking out of my butt, right? (laughs) But, uh, you know, my... My relatives uh, saw the video and they knew about my journalism background and they were like, hey, you should get back into broadcasting. And I was I have zero interest in doing that just because the uh, industry is so competitive. And, you know, I have a good uh, good thing going with uh, my current job. But I did think that my uh, job uh, could I I think I could benefit with the podcast to communicate better because I'm in a sales job. I. I wanted to improve my improv skills, my communication skills, how to speak more. And, uh, you know, to have something where I could, uh, uh, you know, deploy a sports program on Spotify where all corners of the world can catch it. Uh, you know, it was just like a, uh, it was like a must, it was a, you know, a must, a must do, right? So uh, connected with a couple of uh, uh, classmates uh, from back in the day and here I am today. <laughs> wow wow that's amazing you know especially using that video uh corporations asking you to use your video on that shot i mean that's pretty dope yeah so, no thank you i mean it just goes to show uh you know uh you you never know what could happen right like i mean it just uh uh opportunity comes when you least expect it i mean it's so cliche but it, it, it's really true and uh you know, uh, just putting yourself out there and, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are watching you. So uh, yeah, it, right. it was uh, it was really it was a really great experience that that whole run there. Yeah, me kind of. Well, I always wanted to be a sports journalist or a sports analyst, especially in the NFL side. So that was, that always piqued my interest in, you know, I got into park podcasting because of sports. So it's just amazing what, you know, sports can, you know, bring you to. And and how you can grow in this atmosphere, especially in the podcast world. So you know, Canada it, it's pretty diverse in sports. So how do you decide which team to cover or which sport to cover? You know, uh, with us with us in Canada, truthfully, like it, it's not, we don't have a lot of uh, sports uh, like it is in the U.S. I mean, when you think about college football, college basketball. Uh, You know, you think about, uh, uh, well, I mean, to a degree, uh, you know, the minor pros like the G League and so on. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, we have Raptors 905, but uh, 
really, uh, you know, there's only uh, a couple of sports that really grab the attention of sports fans in Canada. And uh, with, uh, it just seems that, uh, you know, more, there, there are topics within uh, the big sports uh, that uh, really grab my attention. Uh, that being said, you know, as, uh, as expansive and as how big Canada is, I do think that there is a small community feel because, uh, you know, obviously this country was really captivated by the World Cup of soccer mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, right? Because it was like 36 years when uh, Canada last made the Men's World Cup. So, uh, you know, beyond that, and uh, obviously the FIBA World Cup that took place recently, Canada winning a medal for the first time in history, uh, you know, especially when it comes to international sports, when it comes to soccer, basketball, you know, uh, obviously the majors when it comes to tennis, that, uh, you know, Canadians are really uh, uh, into uh obviously the baseballs and the basketballs and hockeys, but obviously the international sports as well. That's right on because, uh, you know, you had Canadian Football League. I know y'all have uh, a lot of fans in soccer and, and uh, stuff like that. It was just kind of blowing my mind. A lot of people come to me like, hey, can you cover college football? Hey, can you cover uh, hockey? Hey, can you cover baseball? I'm like, how am I going to fit all that into my podcast? Like, I'm going to have to break <laughs> off in two or three different shows to cover the the wide range of sports, so I, I know that it's, I know if it's difficult for me, I know you you go along with the same problem of just trying to pick certain topics to to talk about. Yeah, I so, mean it, it really is an art uh, when these uh, sportscasters, you know, first take or uh, the uh, sorry uh, the uh, skip and uh, oh uh, undisputed. undisputed. Undisputed, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't really watch that show that much, but <laughs> I stopped watching it after standing low. I stopped watching, but, <laughs> a lot of people did, <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, you know, to uh, to cover as much uh, of one topic in a, a finite period of time mm-hmm. to make the uh, that time slot there, it really is an art because I mean, sometimes right. my uh, shows can go, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes, sometimes it could go two hours, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's I, I, uh, it really is amazing how they do that. I'm glad you brought that up. As a host, Randy, I'm a host. How do you keep everybody on the right track? Kali said, if, if you don't watch it, you can go two hours. You can run into almost two and a half hours. So how do you keep track, of, especially the sports topic, how you know when to cut it off or let them keep talking or let them move on? How do you control that? You know, I, I think uh, I think the real danger zone for me is if they're repeating the same thing over and over again. Uh, you know, I because uh, you know, with me because uh, I um, you know politically like I'm sort of on the left. I'm more of on the left side of the aisle. Uh, mm-hmm. My one main co-caster, he's on the other side of the aisle, and mm-hmm. you know, I I just find that to be really intriguing broadcasting, right? right? To to have different opinions, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we are very, very different in our, uh, in our beliefs, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's really, really important, you know, to have that discussion and not to really so much, I mean, yeah, maybe there is an element of trying to quote unquote, prove each other wrong, but, you know, I, I think that's, uh, one thing that, uh, is really lost these days and that a lot of people, 
on these uh, popular shows, whether it's uh, I don't know Tucker Carlson or Don Lemon or yeah. you know uh, that they're all oh, uh, on the same team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think gone are the days where you know adults can talk like adults, right? Right on. But I mean, the reality is, is that um, having uh, a sort of like a a moderate point of view, or if you're being Switzerland as a host, is that going to get you the ratings? Like, I mean, hey, let's take a look at Stephen A. Smith, right? Uh, You know, uh, he is uh, one of the top sportscasters in the U.S. uh, because he does uh, go out there and. Uh, makes those kinds of comments that a lot of people don't, right? So, uh, you know, it's not really my style, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know, especially in a platform like ours, uh, yeah, that it's just free reign and uh, time isn't really of uh, time isn't really of an issue. All right, you know, um, we have guys on our show where we have different beliefs and you know what we think about sports and how we think sports should be ran. And uh, <clears throat> like you heard me and RC getting to before, you heard me and Flowers getting to before. That's what we want. We want real debate. We want people to listen, and you know, have you know, pick you know which one is true and which one's not. You know, that's all it's boiled down to. And it's nothing wrong with you know coming together and talking about it. And sometimes we'll get heated, but at the end of the day, you shake hands just like you're doing sports, and you know, you go about your business. And I say this, you know. I feel like I'm more the villain on the show. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm more the villain. Like I'm used to being like, I'm a defensive player. So most defensive players are tend to be hated on more. So I embrace the villain role. I embrace it. You know what I'm saying? Like, come at me. I'm about to set you straight. Come at me. Uh, That means I can say anything I want to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to embrace the villain role. LeBron, he need to embrace the villain role sometimes. You know, let people people know what's up. So basically, Flowers and RC are on the same line more so, and they're – it's two on one. Is that uh, yeah? Is that when, when, but Randy, it get even worse from there when when T Wright and Gat was on was four against one. So, oh, so, so Randy, hold on. <laughs> so that tells you that tells you if you have collectively four people talking against one person, that that one person is really wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to get four people unless they're not the four horsemen, Rick Flair, Ornass, and all that. They agree, yeah. But you can have <laughs> so cold. Is against one guy, he can't be wrong. He be he be way in left field. We trying to pull him back. We trying to pull him back, man. But how how um is it a level of stubbornness or yes. is Swift really coming at you? Okay, I was I was wondering if Swift is coming at you with like. Some some solid facts here. He's, yeah, he's solid facts, Randy. Think solid. about it, Randy. I call him Skip. I call him uh, uh, Ben Bayless. Ben Bayless is his name. So, right. it, it'd be fast, Randy. What's so funny? I just be walking, right? Like I show up to work, or you know, I have a friend who mentioned like I heard what you said on the show. Like I remember, uh, I walked up to work, and this guy Justin. He like what you were saying about Brock Party? I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I, I, I say I have time today. You don't know I have time today. Oh God, I'm not in a rush. Like, so we can go in right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a great discussion uh, 
on my last show about the uh, the Siakam. Uh, actually, uh, when the last show that we did was uh, before Siakam got traded, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, my uh, if you remember Neil Katari who joined uh, me uh, when uh, RC and uh, Swift when uh, you were great to come on to my show. Uh, I mean, Neil was uh, dropping straight facts about, uh, you know, what uh, the Raptors should be doing. And, you know, I was really reluctant to move Siakam because uh, uh, I thought that he was uh, I thought he was the third guy, if you want to call it that. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm kind of going off on. Uh, talking about myself, but yeah, the whole uh, the whole just, you're fine. <laughs> it's so it's so so Randy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, having a great discussion—that's what podcasting is all about, man. Right, that's why I love it, man. Uh, Flowers, you have any questions? I've been asking all questions. I want to take the shot. Right, well, right. I, I can I can go I can go a lot of ways with this. Let me <laughs> okay. start. Let me start off by asking. Definitely, with us being from the United States, we've been in Canada. Quite sure you're a lifelong Canadian guy, right? Yep, born and raised. Born and raised. Right now, what is king of sporting in uh, your country? Is it hockey or is it basketball or is it the NFL? Is NFL reign that far? You know what? Uh, it, it still definitely is hockey uh, for sure. Uh, I think uh, it is really fair to say, and I'm really intrigued about where hockey is going to be 15, 20 years from now. And uh, obviously, uh, I mean, hockey in the NHL, I mean, it's been uh, around over 100 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Blue Jays started in uh, 1977. The Raptors and the Vancouver Grizzlies started in 95. Uh, Major League Soccer came uh, to Toronto in 2007. And, you know, we're seeing a lot more sports in the spotlight. And, uh, and it's paying dividends now. I mean, uh, hey, take a look at baseball. We had uh, MVPs uh, coming from this country, Justin Morneau, Larry mm-hmm. Walker. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we're seeing uh, a lot of, uh, and more and more, like Joey Votto. Uh, with basketball, uh, especially since the Raptors came, we're seeing a, a huge explosion uh, of uh, NBA and I'm sure WNBA talent uh, where uh, Canada... Uh, is definitely expected to medal uh, in the men's tournament for uh, for the Paris Olympics. And, uh, you know, just before we went on to air, we were talking about the uh, 22 World Cup of Soccer, men's World Cup of Soccer, uh, where Canada didn't, uh, you know, it was Canada's first appearance uh, in, you know, over 35 years. Uh, the women's program in Canada has been incredible, uh, you know, for a very long time. So it, it still definitely is hockey. Uh, I think that uh, because especially uh, not so much of uh, the injuries, which is a major concern, mm-hmm. but the commitment that parents have to go through to get their kids to the to the practices. I mean, like these practices for kids are like five, six in the morning. So, uh, yeah, I mean, arena time, arena time and availability is only few and far between. Right. All right. So I think uh, that definitely uh, in the years to come, it'll probably still be hockey. I guess the better question would be, is Canada going to be as dominant? I mean, right now, the men's program uh, for for hockey, uh, it's very strong in the United States. Uh, USA's women's program, I mean, it's Canada and U.S. And, you know, it's like uh, neck and neck uh, in terms of 
uh, where U.S. is. Uh, and I'd be very surprised if uh, USA, uh, like if I had to choose between Canada and USA, like if they were to go in a men's match, mm-hmm. I think my money would be on USA. I'm not going to lie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look, when I was hey. young, I'm okay. 34 now. You're 34. Okay. So when I was younger, I do remember Canada being the better hockey team, of course. Mm-hmm. That is sure. wrong to say. My next question, Mr. Randy, and I'm glad I can ask somebody that's international this. Do you feel that the United States as a whole is on a decline in basketball and the world is about to surpass them? Yeah. From a team perspective, no. Team perspective. Mm-hmm. From a team perspective, no. Because, I mean, I think the uh, the World Cup is a, is a bad uh, example because, uh, I mean, all of the big gunners didn't play. I mean – Look, LeBron didn't play. KD didn't play. Steph Curry didn't play. Devin Booker didn't play. John Morant didn't play in that tournament. Uh, and if they did, uh, you know, it would be uh, it, it wouldn't be so much a race for the gold medal. It would be who'd be getting silver and bronze. So I don't know I, if I can really. I I really don't know if I can just wholeheartedly say. Fifteen years ago, I would say definitely yes. I just don't know if that's a definite yes anymore. You know, I, I remember uh, RC suggested a USA versus the World tournament on my show, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, RC, I, I'm sure you remember uh, and still believe that uh, the mm-hmm. world uh, may be the favorite in that. And uh, truthfully, I think there is value to that mm-hmm. um, USA versus the world. But I mean, if you're going country versus country, yeah, I mean. Sir. Just yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of diluted. Yeah, it's with the country, it's kind of diluted with the players. Yeah. Sure, because I mean, Canada's got a pretty strong squad, but uh, yeah. I don't think they're going to. Uh, I don't think they're going to come close to the United States. Let's call it what it is, right? Because I mean, LeBron, LeBron's thirty nine, forty. Durant in four more years, they're not going to be in the league. So we want to depend on some younger guys to be able to carry this burden. And like I said the world's getting better, getting better mm-hmm. and better. No, there's uh, for sure, but um, and I mean Steph is of that that age as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Dame, Ja, Zion Williamson, I'm sure. Uh, can, can we we like, can't depend we can't depend on them, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ja's out for the season right now. Ja's out for the season right now, but a healthy a healthy Ja yeah. Morant would be. So incredible. Who's the next superstar, though? If you really think about it, American born superstar. Who is the next American born superstar? I mean, uh, maybe Anthony Edwards. You know, uh, my uh, my definition of a superstar may be different than yours because I only think there's only a couple. Like uh, I'm putting it at around five superstars right now in the Mm -hmm. NBA. Jason Tatum is not a superstar. Luka Doncic is not a superstar. you know, I'm talking LeBron, KD, Steph, uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, and Giannis, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you want to play in B? It. You don't think in no, B? No, he did not win a championship. <laughs> you have to <laughs> win a like championship some, hey, Randy. to be a superstar. That's they said it very strongly. He's spot on what he's saying because what, mm-hmm. Embiid, what Embiid is doing, James Harden did that a few years ago. Got to do in the playoffs. It's, it's that hot streak in the regular season 
that we get enamored, we, especially in the National Football League, we do the same thing. This guy has a great year and then then gets to the playoffs and sucks. So my thing is, is until we see him do it in the playoffs, like them 70 points he hit the other night, your team going to need that in the playoffs. If you have a run like that in the playoffs, they're going to be tough. But also some of uh, Embiid's problem is he get hurt the wrong time. That wasn't it true. last year? Wasn't it last year he was dealing with injury in the playoffs? Oh, or was he, he, uh, he, he well, failed tonight? He got hurt tonight. He okay. oh, he got hurt tonight. Well, I mean, like I he, uh, I think he cracked uh, like an orbital bone in the Raptors series. Yep. Uh, yep. I, yeah, I yeah, he stayed hurt in the playoffs, which is and, the wrong time to be hurt. Yeah, like I mean, I I think that. Um, you know, uh, let's talk about my guy, Steve Nash. I mean, back to back MVP, but, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't make a finals. Right. Uh, I, I was thinking to put Jokic before the championship run, uh, you know, in that superstar level because he won back to back, you know, some people should say, uh, are thinking that he, he should have won three years in a row. Uh, but, uh, like he's got a championship now, so, I uh, definitely put him on that list. I, I think that there's different levels of stars. It but, is different tiers. It is. Yeah. yeah. But not superstars. No. Yeah. RC, you have a question. So, you know, you know my you know how I feel about Vancouver Grizzlies, but do you think the NFL will ever venture into Canada? I I think that after the honeymoon period. I think it would be a tough draw. I really do. And I, I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks about this, like within my social circle, but the history of football in USA is just so intense. Like, yeah. you know, Friday night lights and the college scene. I mean, 105,000, what, at Big House, watching a Michigan game? Mm-hmm. Right. Take a look at a university game in Canada, and I'm not even joking you are getting friends and family. Like, I mean, like literally like 500 people, right? I mean, uh, it just does not fly here. And, you know, uh, you know, taking a look at Toronto, knowing, because I know how the landscape is, like, uh, like where are you going to put the stadium, number one? Are they going to come to games when, let's say that they were the Detroit Lions of back in the day and go an entire season without winning a game or, if they're, you know, two and 14 and, uh, you know, continuously a loser. Uh, I, I do think that, honestly, in terms of support, now I don't know about the economics of uh, Mexico City, but because of that population, because of, uh, you know, stadiums like Azteca uh, for soccer, mm-hmm. like, uh, like Toronto's uh, Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play, uh, it's a terrible place for NFL football. And, uh, you know, where Toronto FC plays, uh, the you know, it's like a 30,000-seat stadium. So, you know, and they also tried, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but they tried uh, NFL football at uh, Rogers Center about 10 years ago. The Bills. Yeah, right? yeah it was no, the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the Bills. And, I mean, uh, it, it was sold. It was sold out. But, I mean – you know, it wasn't a great, you know, again, Rogers Center is not a good football stadium, right? And right. if you're going to get, are you, if you're asking 70,000 fans every Sunday, uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, I, I, 
I, there definitely is a following. Don't get me wrong, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of fans uh, that cheer for a lot of different teams. Uh, this community was really uh, hyped up about the Bills. Uh, but, uh, I mean, to support an NFL team, I, I just don't see it feasible. That's the only team I think it might could work with is the Bills because y'all are so close to Buffalo and New York. That's probably the only team I could see probably that can make it work. The reason why I asked that, watching the NFL venture over into London and Germany is stupid. Right. I think it is. Um, you bypass Mexico City. You bypass putting a team in Canada. The reason why I say I would I would try it, or because I believe that um, they're trying to get, become global. They're trying to get outside of the United States. I just feel like uh, Canada, from what I've seen. Like, I think, you know, I, I, I told you about Vancouver Grizzlies. There's no, there are no Grizzlies in freaking Memphis. That team belonged in <laughs> Vancouver. They should have stayed there. The the uniform, everything just, when Canada does a logo for a sports team, it is there. Like, that Raptor, <laughs> uh, that Blue Jay, that Maple Leaf, mm-hmm. you know, that Islanders, you know, it's just, um, Oilers, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a staple. It's just like, that Vancouver Grizzly uniform is fire. Like you see kids, yeah. I see kids rocking it now. Uh Bibby's jersey and uh Big Country Reeves and those guys and Sharif Abdul Rahim. So you gotta think about it. It could work because I think they're trying it in other places. And can you imagine? Let's just say they decided to put one in uh in Toronto, uh it will create uh, some excitement just to give us another team. I mean, because I feel like man. Uh, Germany, damn sure, ain't on my, you know, Germany and London. I mean, what, what, what you gonna name the team? You know what? Uh, it, it's it's far. really funny. It's really funny you say that, guys, because uh, uh, not only was I having a, a discussion on my podcast with a couple of uh, uh, with uh, three uh, uh, casters from US, but I was also in London, England uh, during the uh nfl games while they were in europe so my wife and i we were in london and paris in Mm -hmm. uh end of september and there were so many jaguar fans in london and they were like i mean maybe they were uh vacationing from florida uh Mm -mm. to england to catch these games Mm -mm. but there was a bar uh, there was actually a bar uh near my hotel where uh, Bills fans uh, took over, they dressed it up with flags and so on, and uh, you know they it was like their uh, uh, pregame bar uh, that they organized with the owners and so on. And you know what uh, uh, my uh, panelists told me a couple weeks ago was just simply promoting the game, you know, promoting uh, this product overseas. And I mean, you're seeing that it it really did take off. Like, I mean, you're not, you're not, you didn't see an empty seat in, uh, in London and uh, Germany. And you know what, RC, I was, I was right there with you because that's the exact question that I asked, uh, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago on my show, but you know, if you're going to get a following and if you're going to get a sold house, like, Wembley Stadium, I think, is like what seventy five thousand seats or whatever. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh-huh. I, 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 and honestly, they will sell out in uh, Canadian stadiums, but we don't have a stadium that big. Right. I mean, we don't, we, we don't at all. I mean, there is one in, uh, there is one in Edmonton, but it's like fifty thousand seats. Edmonton, 
Um, Edmonton, Alberta is like a 65,000 seat stadium, but I mean, who the hell wants to go to Edmonton? It's like in the middle of nowhere. It's like, it's a hell of a lot colder there than it is here in Toronto. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I got the, speaking of stadiums, who fund the stadiums being built in Canada? Cause you know, here in the States, it all come from, you know, the tax. It's half, it's half and half. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I know that, uh, the arena where the Leafs and the Raptors uh, play was privately funded. That was not the case for the Edmonton Oilers arena. Uh, It is hit and miss. And, you know, Mm. unfortunately uh, the owners, they kind of hold all the power actually with that, uh, that Oilers stadium, uh, the owner for the Oilers was in Seattle, Washington before the Kraken started. And, uh, you know, it was a scare tactic uh, to uh, get mm. the province of Alberta to uh, to fund the stadium. So, uh, yeah, it, it does. Uh, I mean, private money uh, does come into some stadiums, but most of them, some of them, uh, I, I don't know what the true numbers are. But, yeah, uh, sometimes uh, sometimes the, uh, the public has to shell out. Yeah, that was, that was the NFL I do. They got billionaires, but they want the the, the people to sell out the money. Then that what uh, Las Vegas Raiders did. They were threatening Oakland. They're like, hey, we need a new stadium. But they were like, hey, you know, we don't really want to pay all that for a new stadium. So they just yeah, – Oakland was being Vegas. cheap, man. Well, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's, what just, happened to, that's what happened in Cleveland, right, before they moved to Baltimore became the Ravens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moved them overnight, I believe. Yeah, the uh, oh wait, no, Baltimore, no, that, Indianapolis. No. That was the Mayflower truck, right? Overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even after the night, yeah. But Cleveland did move back to Baltimore in '96. I think yeah, it was Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland moved to Baltimore, and uh, same thing with Seattle to Oklahoma City, right? In basketball, yep, yep, yep. yep. And and some Sonics. yeah, yeah. Which is, and that's I mean, the craziest thing ever, man. Yeah, Seattle not having basketball for all these years. I mean, it's a sin. It, it's really unfortunate, it really you know, but uh, you know, they're. I think uh, they are thinking about a an expansion team in Seattle. So, I mean, that'd be great. And you know, a team in Seattle and hopefully Vancouver would be uh, close by. I mean, Portland's lonely over there in the Pacific yes, Northwest, right? <laughs> I wanted to piggyback <laughs> off RC question because. I, when I was younger, when Vancouver moved to Memphis, I just thought that Vancouver wasn't a popular place. But as the older you get, and you hear, you know, veterans talk, you know, I listen to Darius Miles and Quinn Richardson, you know, they would talk about Vancouver. And me listening to them talk about Vancouver and how great it was, and they didn't understand why they took the, why the league took the uh, team out of Vancouver, changed my perception on it. My I mean, question. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Go oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Andre Iguodala. Uh, he, uh, I can't remember what podcast he was on, but uh, he even said that Vancouver should definitely get a team back because he was, uh, you know, I mean, and it really is a beautiful city. Uh, mm-hmm. They really did get screwed over. Uh, you know, it was only there six years. I mean, they were nowhere close to 500, but those fans came right, and mm-hmm. uh, the owner, um, the owner who eventually uh, moved the team to Vancouver. Everybody did believe that that was his plan from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was to move to St. Louis. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, I, I think that, uh, mm. I definitely think that the NBA would uh, would take off uh, in Vancouver if they get a team back there. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I wish for Camp Vancouver to get another team. All right, Randy, I have uh, one more question for you. Before we move on to NBA talk, 
What advice would you give individuals who are interested in starting their own sports podcast? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a great question, you know, because I don't even know myself. I mean, <laughs> uh, like, uh, I, I, I got to be real. Like, honestly, uh, I think uh, an element of just being yourself uh, mm. because, you know, there's something about the microphones that we uh, cast off of and, uh, you know, we uh, act a certain way, talk, uh, talk a lot different than we usually talk. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we get into broadcasting because not only we like talking, but we like how we talk. Right. And something about, uh, you know, getting into broadcast mode and then you have to act a certain way. Now just be yourself, right. Be concise as well. Uh, I, I think that if you could uh, project a message with the least amount of words, uh, I, I think that would be uh, even better as well. Uh, so you know, uh, and it's definitely uh, you definitely need time to uh, to perfect your your delivery and uh, everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we're all not going to be, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith or Howard Stern or we're not going to be these uh, great radio personalities or broadcast personalities overnight. Right. Like, I mean, you know, all the power to Pat McAfee. But, uh, you know, right. Those guys are only uh, few and far between. So mainly have fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, more than anything, be yourself as well. Yeah. Have fun and talk a lot ish. That's what I say. Yeah, I definitely have a great conversation. I mean, one thing that one thing that really gets to me, guys, I don't know about you, but to have a platform uh, where it's heavily opinionated, but it's the same opinion, I think is just, you know, uh, to me, I don't really have a lot of time for that. Like, uh, I, I mean, I think a good, solid discussion, like, and like where you're spitting out facts. Now, Swift, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do have to uh, catch a good <laughs> throwdown between the uh, the uh, the two of you guys, <laughs> like flowers and RC. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. Oh I yeah, can they see. they went in before. Oh. It been it, look. One time here in Flower Tide disagreement, man. I wish I had me a bowl of popcorn. Oh, my time to sit back and hear it. Yeah, it was great. It was it was must see TV. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the pay per view I've been waiting you guys, for. <laughs> you guys remember what it what it was about? So I think I don't, I think I don't. I think on this show, man, I watch a lot of a lot of the guys that I see on TV. That's barbershop talk. That's somebody that's been doing my entire life. That's barbershop talk. That's locker room talk. That's, you know, guys sitting around talking. What Shannon Sharp do, what Stephen A. I think Stephen A. don't do the same thing that Shannon does. I think Stephen A. you'd be throwing stuff at the wall, see if it stick. Mm -hmm. uh, but on this show, I think a lot of times you got, you know, you got the ages vary. You know, I feel like I pride myself on being able to see, I've seen the best of everything. Like I've been blessed enough to see the best of the best. I ain't, I ain't old enough to see Will Chamberlain, but I'm old enough to see Michael Jordan all the way to LeBron James. So uh, Barry Sanders all the way to Christian McCaffrey. So mm -hmm. it's like, when I'm talking about it, I'm not just sounding off trying to say, you know, hey, this is what, this is how I feel. And I'm trying to be, I was telling him this, me and him talked about this being unbiased about what you see. Because at one point in time, I just saw my team, my favorite player. And Kobe Bryant changed that for me because Kobe Bryant would make me cuss at him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I love him, 
but it was a love-hate relationship. And I tried to, when people would ask me about him, I would try to keep it in this box because he's a Laker. And then mm -hmm. one day I just, one day in the seven-game series, no, game six against Boston, he does nothing. And we go back to L.A. And I'm texting and I wreck my car because of Kobe Bryant. Because I'm arguing oh, about man. Kobe Bryant. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so from that point on, I'm like, I'm not going to defend you because you don't even know I just had a wreck over here costing your ass. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know? right, so I'm going right, to tell right. the truth. If you trash, I'm going to say, hey, look, Kobe, you sucked it up, buddy. You, you was horrible. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, like uh, uh, I've been really lucky to have some uh, some great panelists on my show, and uh, you know, these are uh, these are kids that are uh, I'm old enough to be their dad, right? Like, I mean, I'm 44 years old, and like these uh, these guys are like uh, 22, and uh, you know, oh, yeah. I, I mean, just yeah, a got completely two of different. Them. Yeah, sorry, I said, yeah, we got two of them. Mm. Yeah, no, and those guys. To be young as they are, they up on the game. They they like they know what's up. Absolutely, it, it reminded me of uh, me at my uh, when I was their age. You know, back in the day when the grass was greener and I was able to walk up those stairs faster. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, like uh, skip a step. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, like uh, the knowledge they had, RC. I, I couldn't agree more. Like uh, sometimes. Uh, you know, they're talking like the topics baseball and, you know, they're talking about the, you know, uh, fourth starter for the, uh, I don't know, uh, Milwaukee Brewers and so on. And it's like, damn, I, I used to know that. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, just getting uh, getting that uh, appreciation of, you know, uh, those uh, those newer casters, those newer sports fans and uh, just having it ha just chopping it up. I mean, uh that's what I really enjoyed about when uh, when Swift and RC uh, came on my show. It was just, uh, you know, just having a different uh, appreciation of what sports is like in the United States. I mean, for me and Neil, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really great. That was really great. Yeah, we had a great time. You know, that's what I like about my show. We have a uh, we all from Mississippi, but we all have like a different presence about ourselves. And so you every 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 co-host I have, they have a different element to them. So it 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 it, it help you latch on to RC or the flowers or the me or the Gatwood or the T Wright because of their you know their uh personality and stuff. So I think that's amazing. I think that's a very important in the show too to have different personalities. Like you don't want everybody agreeing, you don't want everybody you know. Uh, you know, like you said, RC saying just seeing what stick to the wall. You know, you won't see real discussion. So we uh Randy sticking around, man. We're gonna move the fast break. That's fine. Let's do it. Let's go. So right now we're in the middle of the NBA season. We had a good chance to see players play and I'm gonna go with RC first. Who is the who in your opinion? Who is the most underrated player in the NBA right now? Most underrated player in the NBA. He's out right now. Tyrese Halliburton to me. I think he don't get the love that he he should get. Um, in my opinion, I feel like it's just because he played in Indiana. But he's You're right. He's better. Like looking at that kid and just before he opened his mouth, it's like he's an English major. 
You know, he it don't look like he even plays basketball, but when he gets the ball in his hand, man, he he is legit. I I think it's because that's small market. That's what Siakam is at, and you know, Indiana's one of those teams that they used to be a powerhouse in the East. It looked like uh, Carlisle building it back to where it used yeah. to be. It, it still hurts to hear. It still hurts to uh, hear P uh, Siakam's in uh, Indiana. So be gentle on me, okay? Okay, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> take it easy, RC. Take it easy. Take it easy. Tyrese Halliburton. Who you say, Randy? And you think who's underrated? You know what? I uh, just recently uh, saw the uh, Raptors and Knicks game, uh, and I got to say, I think, I think there's an argument to be made about Jalen Brunson. I mean, uh, yes. he's at. Uh, what, 20, 20, over 26 points. Uh, I think he's got like six and a half assists. And, uh, you know, maybe it's because, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm not really sure how many years he's been in the league, but, and of course the first couple of years was Dallas. But uh, I, I think that there's, uh, I think there's a level that he hasn't hit yet. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, watching these shows and who gets a lot of, uh, uh, airtime. I'm always amazed at how much Dame Dame got while he was with Portland. Uh, I, you know, I think that you know, if of course uh, Jalen uh, wins some playoff rounds and so on, I think that he mm -hmm. could uh, really emerge as a top star in the league. So right now, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to say Jalen Brunson. I'm also gonna throw in De'Aaron Fox. You know, I, I right. think definitely yeah, I think that uh, to RC's point, I mean, being in Sacramento. Now, I think uh, you know there could be an argument because that Sacramento's just been awful for forever, and you know they're <laughs> they're they're really uh, picking up steam. I you know I and you know maybe RC can comment as well, but I don't know if I'm buying this whole uh, small market. You're not going to get the love thing. Reggie Miller got love. Yes. When he was uh, in Indiana, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh -huh. Dame got love today. Like, Durant. Giannis, yeah. Durant. I mean, you could Westbrook. say that. You could say that uh, uh, Durant and Westbrook got the most love while they were in OKC, and they uh -huh. were at the top of the list, right? Uh -huh. So, uh -huh. I don't know. I mean, uh, but I mean, sorry, uh, Swift, to answer your original question, uh, and I, I also think that De'Aaron Fox is really going to. Uh, lead uh, Sacramento to some great things. So those are my two right now. Yeah, uh, I had Jalen Brunson also, you know, just seeing him step his game up this year. And he's looking more of a leader in everything. And that's why, you know, his game is taking the next step. He's showing his confidence is out it's through the roof right now. I oh mean, how can, you not, how can you not latch on to that guy? Like his confidence right now, uh, his leadership would uh, lean his team on the court. I mean, it's just been amazing, to be honest. He torched Toronto. I think he uh, took like 10 shots and made 11. <laughs> he was locked in. Yes, he, he was, was locked in. Flowers, who do you have as your underrated player? Look, y'all had to make me think hard and long about this. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jamal Murray. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jamal Murray. I say that because when he's out, the Nuggets don't look the same. Mm -hmm. He's a exceptional 1B to Jokic's 1A. Um, that two-man game that they play is phenomenal. But you seen early in the year when Jamal Murray was out, the offense kind of looked stagnant. Michael Porter Jr., I, don't, I really don't care for Michael Porter Jr. He, he's the new 
isolation 610 guy that just thinks he's supposed to shoot before he passes. <laughs> but I can go on and on about that. But the Nuggets aren't great without Jamal Murray. We know mm-hmm. that Jokic is great, but he needs he needs Jamal Murray to be able to make that offense look the way it does. So I'm going with Jamal Murray. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. Be careful with Jalen Brunson. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna throw a name out there. Y'all tell me about this is the great comparison comparison. Kimball Walker look was looking. Jalen Brunson looking a lot of Kimball Walker right now. Kimball Walker in Charlotte lit people up as a small guard until he got hurt. If, you know, Jalen can stay healthy and not fall into what Kimball Walker did, then he'll be, you know, he'll be able to take that next step. But Kimball was doing that in Charlotte. He was lighting people up, you know, well, ISO yeah. and scoring a lot of points and, and then he gets hurt. You know, but I believe... You know, I'm I'm hoping Jalen can avoid injury and, and lead the Knicks to good places. But listen, listen to me see. Pray for him now because look at who his coach is. Oh man. Pray for him oh, now. Man. He playing a lot of minutes for sure. Oh yeah, I'm saying. Not... Like he's running him into the ground right now. He's running him into the ground. Nah, that's a shame. I mean, uh yeah, because I, I if I remember correctly, uh I can't remember, you know, maybe I should uh look it up before I start saying, but uh yeah, I I think Jalen, I think they played a good forty minutes, and I mean, 40 like, plus the Knicks won. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean the Knicks won by over twenty against Toronto. So uh, yeah, I mean if that's the case, I mean that's not a good idea on uh, Tibbs's par- uh, part. Right, use your bench more. You know, I know LeBron playing right now. He'd be young at Rick. Like man, I don't need all these minutes. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, what you doing, LeBron? With <laughs> right. Uh, the man's 39 I, years old. I mean, Kevin cut his slack. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> He's already in a bad mood already. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I asked Flowers uh, this question this last episode. So I'm going to ask you, uh, Randy and RC, this question. All right. It's your power rankings. Rank your top five teams, RC. Wow. Denver going to always be my number one team. Uh, until they until they dethrone, um, uh, number two would be Boston. Number three would be Milwaukee. Number four, hmm, I would just I would say Sacramento, and number five maybe I don't know New York. Just the number five would be different. I, you can rotate that out, but okay, see. I don't believe in them. I think they're young. I think they're. I, I think they're coming. It's the, mm-hmm. the regular season. The regular season to me, man. I'll be honest with y'all with the play in and stuff. A true number five, a two top five teams. It's, it's just it don't hold any merit anymore with the play in and all that crap, man. Because it's like um, your play in team can go in and, and, and make it to the finals. You know what I'm saying? We've seen how far they get to the West and Eastern Conference Finals. So. Um, that's my favorite five. That are the best five? I don't think so. That's my favorite five. What about you, Randy? Yeah, uh, Boston really scares me. Boston really scares me. I think I'm going to have to put them at number one. Uh, I, yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with RC on Denver. I mean, uh, between Murray, Jokic, you got. Uh, I love Aaron Gordon. Uh, so yeah, I'd have to put Denver at two. 
I think I think Milwaukee's going to. Uh, I think they're going to have a resurgence with Doc. I don't know if it's going to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I, I was angry. Big question I was mark, angry. Yeah. I was angry when that when they hired Doc, but That's I don't know. Man. The more and more I think about it, I think maybe maybe he's got that personality and that charm that you know could uh, win over Giannis and them. Uh, so okay, so that would be my third. I love Sacramento. Yeah, I do too. It's a bonus underrated. But yeah, but you know what? I think my five is going to be the Clippers. I yeah. think there's something about LA that makes me want to throw up because I hate James Harden. <laughs> like I do not like James Harden at me all. Either. But... <laughs> and he you know what, truthfully, Mister Mister Fat Suit. <laughs> truthfully, I, I was never really a believer in Ty Lue, uh because I'm always skeptical about a coach when they have the best player in the world. Like I'm skeptical. Like I mean, Phil Jackson, yes, he won how many? Eleven rings when he didn't have michael jordan he had kobe bryant and then he had kobe bryant and Shaq. along with michael jordan he had scotty pippen so uh ty Lue had lebron right anyway mm. but i think he's doing some decent things in uh, in la so uh i do not want to see james harden win a championship but uh <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think they can't LA's beat the Lakers though. It's crazy. They could be everybody, but the yeah. Lakers. Well, it's yeah. like D'Angelo yeah. Russell come alive versus the Clippers or something. I don't know what's going on with that guy. Hey, can I, I get some pushback on Phil Jackson? I had this conversation about Phil Jackson, and I set him apart because he had a very, very selfish Michael Jordan, and he convinced him to smoke marijuana. And get along with Scott and give Scotty Pippen and others a chance. Tone it down a little bit. He put him in an offense, gave him structure. Then he got a very, very selfish Kobe Bryant, gave him some marijuana. <laughs> he had a very, very, very disgruntled Dennis Rodman, crazy, not showing up. I think he was the 11 rings. Don't worry about that. It was a master of dealing with people. Like, yep. this man coached J.R. Ryder. He coached Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, Ron Harper. You name him. He had him, and he was able to make it work. And so if you really look at it, Jordan Pippen, Kobe, and Shaq, two of those guys wouldn't really viewed to be – they didn't think Kobe was going to turn into what he turned into. They damn sure didn't think Scottie Pippen was going to turn into that. So, But Shaq and Jordan came into the league monster, so – yeah, Phil is he's he's a, he's a therapist on the job. That's what he is. Yeah, so he, is. He, he know how I relate to players, and that's what Dan, that's why Dan Robin loved him. Cause he's sitting Dan down in his office and they talk. Oh, he has had a lot of crazy, crazy off the wall type players. Okay, so okay, question, uh, and I don't know the answer to this. So instead of Phil Jackson coaching uh, that Bulls run, it's Rudy Tomjanovich. They're not going to win all those championships. You don't think so? Because Rudy I'm a, T, I'm a coach Rudy with uh, the Rockets, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there's a good chance they do. I'm going to tell you why they won't. Because if Mike don't like Mike, like Phil 
and, and it was uh the other guy that coached him before that uh Doug Collins. Doug Collins the only yeah. two, and, and Dean Smith. If if Mike don't buy into the and then the system that he put Mike in, it kept him. You got to have a system for that type of player like that. That triangle offense kept Mike in the high post. It's just it's so it was about fit and scheme and and being able to put him in a position where teams would pay if because I've seen Rudy T with a big center that he could throw the ball down to, but he had to they had to come up. Tex Winter did with a system where. You can't just double team this guy without paying. And so, and that ball moves. You know who adopted that system? San Antonio and Golden State. And when that ball's moving, it's hard. You can't, you know, it's it's hard, man. So I think if Rudy Tom Jonathan could coach anybody, but it would can he put a system together where Michael Jordan can play at a high level? I think basketball is a little different for sure. But like, I mean, I take a look at my neck of the woods here and Nick Nurse was the uh, coach of the uh, uh, Raptors, of course, when they won the chunk. See, see, that's the thing, RC. I don't think he was. I think doing. Yeah. I definitely think Dwayne Casey could have led that team team to the championship. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He was good too. Yeah, they got because, rid of him. Yeah, and I mean, he won the uh, the coach of the year uh, uh, like a month before he got fired. So uh, I, I think with right. Nurse, like I mean, with Nurse. He is the biggest drama queen when a call doesn't go his way. And, I mean, you're not doing yourself a favor by, uh, you know, getting on the ref side, right? Mm. Uh, And, I mean, like, it's completely different, uh, you know, talking about Phil versus Nick. And, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the Zen master and all that Buddhism and whatever, (laughs) smoking weed. but Meditation. Buddha love. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean manipulation manipulation at a high level. I'm trying to tell you. I mean it's interesting. I mean, obviously we'll never know the answer to it, but uh Pat Riley when he was coaching those Knicks teams, and I mean, like who were the other coaches back in the day? Like uh Greg Popovich now. Uh maybe not maybe not now. Chuck Daly, yeah. Chuck Daly coaching the Bulls. What was the guy that coached the Trailblazers? Then he went over to the Kings and led them. Um, Rick Adelman. Oh, that yeah. guy is yeah. so underrated. Yeah. That yeah. guy should have at least five or six championships. He went for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Because, yeah, Phil Jackson robbed him of, of many championships. That oh. guy can coach. Yeah. Look, look at Jerry Sloan. In Utah. Yeah, Joe, I said uh, Jazz. Yeah, Jerry Sloan, man. Yeah. He could have had two rings. George Carl. George Call, yeah, yep. So you still Paul. think uh, you still think uh, Phil Jackson's the difference maker, RC? I, I do. I feel like I didn't believe in Phil Jackson just like I did that Nick Saban until I I understood coaching on on a different level. Like, um, you also got to also gotta be able to relate to the yeah. You got to have a relationship with your players, and um, I've never heard Michael Jordan Scott anybody ever say he can't coach. Um, yeah, like even Shaq, you know, he's most opinionated player ever. He never said that he don't know what he's doing. And he was the one that ushered in not calling the timeout. So you would play through. Whatever. Play through it. Yep. Yeah. And I used to get pissed off at him like, dude, we're getting watched. <laughs> Time, timeout. We're down. Like, They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll play through it. Yep. So, uh, Randy, you brought up earlier that Doc Rivers was hired uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Adrian Griffin was let go. They say he lost the locker room over time. Who of course are is that he told the team sacrifice was required required 
uh doing a doing doing a loss to the Pacers in the East season tournament. Then they say after that he just kind of lost the locker room over time. So Flowers, this Doc uh, Rivers the answer to the Milwaukee Bucks. I know y'all don't like Doc. I think I recall when this job became open, I said Doc would probably be a good fit. Mm-hmm. But Doc has had too many chances in the public eye. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, a guy that went 30 and 13, we can't say he's a bad coach, right? No. But we can say Giannis, of course, if he's not happy, they're going to side with player over coach. I think it was more than that. I mean, I think I recall saying when the season started, and I, was like, I don't know if he's going to last that long. I just, it's just something about it. I've always felt that way when, you know, the season started, especially when they got rid of Terry Stott, because I didn't understand why would you get rid of somebody that Dane and Giannis liked? You know, Terry Stott, you know, was a great assistant to Adrian Griffin, I thought. I guess they had words, and I guess it just didn't work out. And I, maybe the tumble started from there. But I think they were saying, like, upper management were looking at practices and body body language. Um, <laughs> they're saying Giannis was checking himself in the game. And, you know, it was just mis- miscommunications and stuff. And they're on a t- – honestly, the Bucks are on a path right now to where they need to get the best out of Dame and Giannis now. Because they probably got about three or maybe four years worth of both of their maxes at the same time. Um, you don't want you don't want Giannis to get this ground on ass for a trade. Mm-hmm. So whatever Giannis wants, and obviously he's turned the corner, so he was nice, Giannis. You know, Mr. Freaky Time, Giannis, and all that. Now he's <laughs> about, I guess, trying to build up his perception because everybody's winning except him. Everybody's getting better except that team. So mm-hmm. maybe they just need to take advantage now of having Dame and getting a bigger, stronger voice in there. Not that I'm saying it's fully right, but, you know, this is the way they feel. Uh, somebody on Instagram in the comments said that they got rid of Griffin because he tried to get rid of Thaddeus. He tried- <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they insurance, I read that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh-oh, get him out of here. He tried to get yeah, rid of my yeah, brother. Stealing money. <laughs> right. All right, Randy, so what you think <laughs> of the Doc Rivers hire? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I wasn't a real fan of it. Uh, is it going to be the uh, same thing like L.A., like Philly? I mean, Flowers was mentioning it as well. Somebody tells me that, I mean, but I mean, like, yeah, like uh, Flowers was saying, how many chances does this man need? You know, 2008 was a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when he led that t- uh, Celtics team to the championship, right? So, uh but he never had two uh, legit stars like Giannis and Dame, right? So, uh, you know, do uh, does Milwaukee have uh, the support and the bench uh, to uh, to help uh, help Doc out? You know, you got to say that they do. I, you know, you got to wonder as well. I mean, you know, Budenholzer was uh, coach for Milwaukee in 2018. They win a the championship, and he's out like. A season yeah, after, yeah. like I mean, uh, could you could you call Giannis a potential coach killer? I mean, it'd be interesting to see how long Doc runs, right? Uh, but uh, I mean, hey, look at David Blatt. I mean, David Blatt uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were twenty nine and eleven yeah. with Cleveland, yeah. and they turfed him, and we've never heard of him since. 
So, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, we could potentially snowball into a whole different want, thing about David Blatt and uh, him being blacklisted in the league. I want but, to uh, LeBron. <laughs> now, li- listening to what I heard Tyron Luce say in an interview, he said that he thought that the reason they got rid of David Blatt is because he wouldn't hold in people. He was scared to hold people accountable, and he lost the locker room that way. Tyron Lue said, pretty much Tyron Lue was saying he wasn't scared to criticize LeBron in film study. David Black would overlook it. You know, you, you, I mean, you could, you, but at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because David Black understands what's going on because he doesn't want to step on the star's toes because that would be his quickest way out of there. But how can you coach and you know get respect of somebody that see LeBron fucking up, excuse my language, <laughs> and he's not being called out on it. So I say it's, mm. a, it's a, you know, Black was walking on a double-edged sword. You know, maybe Adrian Griffin was, was a hard ass, and like you say, he's talking about making sacrifices, and those guys they don't they don't like that. You know, they they don't like that old school mentality. Yeah, you know, maybe Adrian Griffin mm, rubbed the wrong way or something. That's what I think. You know. So- Oh, sorry, Flyers, please. Uh, yeah, because uh, oh, go ahead, Randy. So, yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, okay, so Ty Ty Lu said that uh, David Blatt wasn't uh, assertive enough. Okay, well, if Ty Lu is saying that uh, David, he he could see why uh, you know David Blatt got fired. I mean, Ty Lu was the one who capitalized and uh, won the championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right so I mean. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's like LeBron now. I mean, like that uh, infamous Raptor game uh, and right after when Darko went nuts and basically uh, became a face of the NBA uh, with that uh, terrible <laughs> calling Raptors-Lakers. Uh, RC, I appreciate the DM <laughs> that you sent me. RC uh, sent uh, right after that Raptors-Lakers game, he said, uh, yeah, your Raptors got screwed. And I was like, yeah, don't talk to me right now. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> that was That was bad, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna be quiet. I think I heard the other day that they, that the Bucks had hired Doc Rivers behind the scenes. Yeah, it's a concern. Oh, sure. Critique. Oh, oh. Well, mm. I mean, I so mean, Doc, Doc had that set time. himself up for the job because yeah, if, you go, if you go in the Doc and saying, well, what, what do you think about Adrian Griffin? Well, Doc was like, well. Well, I would have did it this way. Since you asked me, you know, since y'all came to me, I see. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Flowers, you know, uh, like uh, you remember how LeBron was taking over uh, Colin plays uh, during the uh, the finals there. Like yeah. he was grabbing the clipboard and yeah. uh, like he was going uh, ballistic as well. So I mean, I mean, that's part of the reason why I wasn't a Ty, wasn't a, a Ty Lu guy. During that Cleveland run, because I mean, David Blatt essentially was doing the same thing. He just didn't have the chance. Mm-hmm. So, so RC, but, your your thought on um, how Doc Rivers can manage this shit for the Bucks? First of all, I want to know what Doc Rivers is. He any Illuminati? Because <laughs> Mark Jackson can't get an interview. Mark Jackson can't get a phone call. Um, I think what they did to Adrian Griffin was. Was was horrible, and it shows you where coaching is going in the NBA, and these why these guys don't want true leadership. Uh, this same thing happened to Steve Nash in New Jersey, uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, these guys don't want true leadership. Adrian played in the league. Uh, he know players. He know he knows the league. He don't know this league. 
these guys are disgruntled, these guys are sensitive, these guys are, you know, coaching anyway in the NBA, nobody's coaching defense. They tell me, like, well, they had the 22nd defense in the NBA. I mean, nobody's really playing defense. Um, right. I think the issue was is getting a, a figurehead, somebody that the world knows that, that can go along with the other two figureheads that they have playing. Doc's going to come in there, they're going to win games. They're going to get to the playoffs, and then it's going to come down to making adjustments. He's not going to do it because here's the issue with Doc Rivers. And I heard, I think, I don't know which one of y'all said that he hadn't had legit superstars. He had Chris Paul in his prime with Blake Griffin in his prime with a whole bunch of bench. And I'm talking about good veteran players. That, that team was loaded. Then he turns around, he gets Philadelphia with a Embiid and a James Harden. Like, that team he won with in Boston, future Hall of Famers all over that. So my thing was, well, Hall of Famers all over that. I think with Doc, don't forget about the Tracy McGrady Orlando Magic Man. team. He's had so many opportunities to, mm -hmm. to, to win a championship and a coach in the league. This guy was just getting an opportunity. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? I don't feel like Doc is the answer to what's going on in Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee knows what's going on. If you're going to fire a coach that won a championship, you have no no clue or no understanding of what you're trying to do when it, when it comes to to coach and I think Giannis is running the whole show and I love Giannis but he changed it it just smells like the king of Zamunda it's all his hands all <laughs> over like his hands all over man I, I thought I'm gonna say this and, and move on I thought Giannis personality was different mm. but I'm starting he to been over here too long after he hit the 50 piece you know he was like in the drive through give me the 50 piece he's never been the same he's been like different so He's been over too long, see? He, he got accustomed to America. Yeah, did y'all see the video, the video of them dancing in the next the game after the coach got fired? The, and the following night, they were dancing. Coach. And this is yeah. what interim coach that they went, they, you know, they, they beat somebody that was on eight game win streak. The Cavs on eight game win streak. Come out there and handle them. You know, I know they didn't have, you know, that, that says a lot, though. I mean, they weren't playing for them. And, yeah. and this, this is my issue with, with, with American, uh, African American players, black players. They're always crying about. You hear Stephen A's and all these other people crying about black coaches not getting jobs and yep. not not getting opportunities. But not just in the NBA and the NFL. When they get the opportunity, we don't rally and play for them. We have an issue with every damn thing wow. that we got going on. And I feel like this was an opportunity to elevate this guy and give him a chance to to make a name for himself and. And I mean, uh, I will say uh, before before you continue, uh, I will say that hockey has the same thing, too. I mean, uh, hockey, uh, you can't really uh, there's been a real carousel of uh, coaches guy uh, getting uh, getting uh, axed from uh, NHL as well. Uh, RC, sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, didn't spot on. It, but it seemed like the black coaches that are more, you know, hard on the player that demand stuff from you, demands you to play team ball, they get them the worst out of it. I don't know why they just don't respect uh, those time, look, time coaches that the, demand the stuff from you. Era. The, look at the eras. Adrian Griffin's in his, what, 50s? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's he's 70. He's a 70s, 80s. Baby. Played against Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. He played against Michael Jordan, the, the old school, hard knocks. Look at, look at these kids today. They're entitled. You know, they're selfish. You know they don't want to be challenged. They, you know, you can't you can't challenge people nowadays, especially the youth. So I can see where they clash there. Yeah. That's just I, weird to me as an athlete. I want to be challenged. 
Like, I want you to be hard. I want you to come at me. Cause I don't prove you wrong. I don't get in that gym and prove you wrong and prove uh, and prove on why I need to improve on. Right. I mean, True. that's the whole thing of being a the coach. They call you out on your bull crap and you're half playing and you correct it. You go out there like, okay, coach saying something. Then I don't show them. Then I don't show them what I'm right. made of. You also need to know, African-American coaches, what job you taking. Yeah. Okay. Mm. When 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 my guy went down there, Mike Brown went and took the job in Sacramento. Nobody wanted to coach in Sacramento, yeah. and it's a video. It's a video that goes viral when he's cussing at De'Aaron Fox. He shoot the ball and run. He's running. He's like running, <laughs> and he's he's, yeah, he's going that. nowhere fast. He's like running, running fast, slow. He's like I mean, he looks like Pacheco that plays for the Chiefs. He's just like moving <laughs> into the ground. And so I thought to myself, I said, Oh, he gonna that's gonna be able to work in Sacramento. Now, Mike Brown coached LeBron, got fired. Mm -hmm. Okay, he coached Kobe Bryant, got fired. You got to take that to a small market. You got to be around a place that ain't won nothing. No culture. Be. Yeah, so yeah, Adrian, his yeah. first well, job. Okay, so, I mean, uh, RC, like, uh, what, a small market, Milwaukee. Yeah, sure they won but, a but, but That's a small once market. they won a championship. Yeah, change. It's still a small market, though. They're still a small yeah. market, but, that, but what I'm saying. That, that's it's, almost like New Orleans, though. Right. We, we a small market, but we... Right mm -hmm. What's his name in New Orleans right now? Uh, uh, D.A., Dennis Allen. No, not him. I'm talking about the basketball coach, the Pelicans coach. Oh, Black oh, guy. oh, oh. He played in the league, too. Bicker, it's the league not Bickerstaff, is it? Mm -mm. No, Bickerstaff in Cleveland. Uh, he I played in the league, too. I forget his name. I can't remember the Pelicans coach. Man. Frank he played Clark. with Ellen Iverson. I can't think of his name. Willie Green? Willie, Willie Green. Green. Willie Green. That's so, Willie Green, Willie yeah. Green was smart. Take the Pelicans job. There is no there is no disgruntled Anthony Davis here no more. See what I'm saying? Go to Charlotte and coach. However, however, you got to wonder. Zion. You got to – yeah, Zion. That's exactly <laughs> right. Brandon Ingram. <laughs> like, I mean, like, if those guys uh, – if those guys are against you, especially with Zion, I mean, like – we that all remember the reaction. We all remember but, the reaction when New Orleans got that first overall pick uh, in that uh, Pelicans boardroom. I mean, I swear to God, I'm sure that there was like some crazy sex going on, uh, like uh, after everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no telling. Crazy, at, crazy at the party. Uh, they had a PDD I, I think, uh, party. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I think Zion's different, and this is why we're talking Zion into greatness. He hadn't stepped into it. Like Giannis, 100%. Giannis has been in the finals and dominated. Like I told a guy this about DeAndre Ayton. I was like, DeAndre Ayton, the last time we saw him was in the finals against Giannis. That was the last time we saw him. He got like, yeah. like uh -huh. he he ain't he'll never return. Domination. In his mind, he's here, but his body is like, no, we're we're in a, we're left in that final. <laughs> so Zion has not done anything to where he can go and challenge anybody in, within that organization. It's like, hey, listen, all we got to do is put a donut in front of you and things change. Over in Milwaukee, it's like, that guy is the guy. Like, Giannis right. is the guy. His brother's on the team, and I'm better than his brother. Listen, I <laughs> guarantee you I'm better than his brother. You can send this, this can go viral. Hey, is just there for support. He's there so, you know how you support animals? He's there support. Imagine that. Imagine that. Costas was in Raptors 905. Oh, Costas was in Raptors 905. 
you know what, RC? I, I think uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I still think that they uh, New Orleans still has a lot riding on Zion. I complete. I'm completely with you with uh, how uh, you know Zion is not at uh, that level or that level of stardom yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, once he flips the switch, if he flips the switch, New Orleans is uh, yeah, uh, flowers. I see you. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, if that does happen. Um, you know, ownership's going to do everything possible to make Zion happy because I mean, like, since they've been to New Orleans, respectfully, Swift, I, I think you're a Pels fan. Like, uh, you know, it really hasn't been a great marriage in New Orleans. So trade him, so, trade so him why now. This. So watch this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a history lesson on New Orleans basketball. Baron Davis injured, always injured, couldn't keep his weight down. Uh-huh. Don't finish in New Orleans. Chris Paul, always injured, always disgruntled, couldn't win a playoff game, gone. Anthony Davis, always injured, always disgruntled, gone. How about we got it again for the fourth time, bro? I'm trying to tell you right now. Maybe it's just, they. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen a team have that many stars have the same disease. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about disgruntled, but uh, have you seen my team in Toronto? Vince, <laughs> Damon Stoudemire, Chris Bosh, Tracy oh, McGrady. Yeah. Now, I mean, okay. was, the, was the start Damon Stoudemire? Hmm? Yeah. Well, okay. So, Damon Flowers, I'll tell you this Damon was the first revered Raptor. He won Rookie That's of the, the Year. Mighty Mouse. Uh, yeah, Mighty Mouse, like he was on commercials here. Uh, it, legit broke my heart when uh, he wanted out Mm. right and uh yeah he i mean like he had a long career uh but he uh didn't uh yeah he uh he just didn't see a future in toronto i and i do think that he really regretted that because Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the uh the stars did Mm -hmm. i mean uh mcgrady said time and time again that uh you know he wished that he gave uh the Vince and T Mac, uh, the the that combo. Be oh my God, that would have right. been that would have been like, crazy. Yeah, I mean, and, but I mean, let's call it. Let, look, McGrady went home. He went back yeah. to Florida. He went back to Orlando. So you know, uh, and Bosch went and go uh, uh, went and teamed up with LeBron. So I mean, and uh, apparently there was uh, you know ownership. I don't really know what the uh, the deal was with Vince, but you know Vince mailed it in. So. And Kawhi went home too. So, uh, you know, these guys did sign. I mean, uh, Vince signed uh, an extension. Bosch signed an extension. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. DeMar didn't want to leave. Norman yeah, Powell didn't want to leave. Right about uh, so, but a lot of people did want out, RC. Sorry. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Sorry right. Let me ask you about the VC stuff. Yeah, Vince, uh, I mean, you could see that he was really unhappy. And uh, I, I really haven't forgiven Vince yet. I'm, I'm going to be real because, uh, you know, he uh, – But however, Vince Carter is the greatest rapper of all time. It's not Kyle Lowry. Listen, I'll tell you that right now. Vince Carter. Vince Carter. I heard Gilbert Arenas, who I can't – I can't take the, Gilbert's basketball, the way he sees the game. You he made a point, though, like about – he made a Vince, though. Vince Carter was probably the best basketball player next to Michael Jordan. He was he was that good, man. He could do anything with a basketball. 
athleticism was crazy. And the one thing that he was missing, Kobe Bryant had it. Yeah. If, if, you know, Vince in a game seven decided to go walk so he graduated North Carolina versus locking in to go beat Allen Iverson. There's no way that team beats that Raptors team. Now, you understand, man, that's that says a lot, but that's that's a person that views life more important than, than the sport he was playing. But that dude was bad, man. Oh uh, well, I mean, uh Vince Carter, there was a time when Vince Carter was the best player in the NBA and he played yeah. for the Toronto Raptors. Oh, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there are um there's a lot of uh politics with regards to uh the Raptors getting on uh national game coverage in the United States because uh you know, the Canadian viewership does not count towards FCC viewership, right? So uh, you know, it, it is that much more difficult to get uh, the Raptors on uh, Christmas, for example. I mean, like uh, in 2020, when the Raptors played the Celtics on Christmas Day, that was their first Christmas game since 2001. Ooh. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Raptors are like top five in wins over the last decade. Mm-hmm. However, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but with regards to Dang. Vince... Yeah, I mean, with regards to Vince, uh, and again, I don't know if it's ownership. I mean, the team did have trouble surrounding him with support, right? Oh. Uh, I, well, I mean, Damn, there was uh, there was Alvin Williams. Alvin Williams was uh, was uh, was strong. Oakley was at the end of his career. Um, you know, Chris Bosh came in. Like Chris Bosh's rookie year was Vince's last. As a raptor, yeah, uh, uh, so Peterson too, right? Morris yeah, Peterson, Mo yeah, Mo you know. But and, and Mo, Mo Pete was a was a solid citizen uh, with the Raptors, right? But uh, I mean, Morris Peterson isn't going to be right. a difference maker, right. right? I mean, he's a he's a great. But, maybe he could have been a solid six guy, but uh, but do you sorry, think if Vince, if Vince would have bought in? I'm going to tell you what Vince was up against if he'd have bought in. That's how Iverson got to the final. He all he had to do was beat the New Jersey Nets, who made to the finals twice. Like that, that, that Raptors team was maybe a player away. They were better than the than the Sixers, the Sixers that played Most the Lakers definitely. in the finals. And then, but in that same same year, you had a Ray Allen led Milwaukee Bucks, who was tough, but Vince was hand down better than all of my. I remember, I remember seeing the play where Iverson had to guard Vince. And it was, it was, he, he just shot right over him, and and Vince had the shot where he leaned back. And I used to think to myself, like, you don't even have to lean back, dude. Like, he just that gifted. But man, I think, I think about that all the time. Like, what if if he'd have just stayed? He was really yeah. Good. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, if uh, Vince did stay and Bosch developed and. Uh... More. Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been strong. That would have been strong. All I still right, think uh, I still I, I still think that uh, uh, New Orleans is uh, a <laughs> hoping that uh, Zion uh, uh, gets uh, healthy and then B will do everything he can to make uh, make Zion happy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to NFL talk. All right, the playoffs with the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship. 
So we're going to start boring. off with the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are uh, minus four-point favorite over the Chiefs. Randy, who do you have? This is your pick. Who My do you pick. have? Mm-hmm. Who are yeah, you taking? The you know, uh, so uh, so as uh, especially RC and Swift know, I'm not the biggest NFL guy, but you know, I could definitely appreciate it. Uh, you know, these days for sure. Mm-hmm. Doing a little bit of research here, and I'm seeing uh, that the Ravens are four point favorites right now. Yes, <laughs> that's what that's what I'm seeing up uh, up my way. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Kansas City's got a better pass game and yes. Baltimore's got the best run game in the league. Yes. Yeah. Long. Okay. Yeah. But uh I mean is Taylor Swift gonna be is Taylor Swift a difference? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, misery. <laughs> I mean I almost threw up. I almost threw up. I don't know who Kelsey was throwing that heart to. I, I'm thinking like man please let, let him just throw it to Jason. But he did a hard. He, <laughs> he did a hard thing. I'm like, bro, bro. Listen, uh, okay. I'm uh, okay. Look, I love my wife, but I mean Taylor Swift. She's a bad woman right there. I mean, like, let's <laughs> talk. Yeah. Like, yeah what, how much you but, worth? Five hundred million, maybe. Bad oh, woman. No, she's making a billion off of that. Con- oh, I, I don't know. Billion. It's, I know like one Taylor maybe Swift two. song, but but maybe two songs. But I mean, like, check it off. Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's all our songs I know. But you know what? I'm I, I am I'm I'm I am gonna think uh I'm thinking that uh well what's uh what's Baltimore's defense like? So I, sorry to be taking that the secondary is pretty legit. It'd be great to see Baltimore in the finals. It would be Dude, great to see Baltimore a, make yeah, that Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes, man. I, I'm a little skeptical though. I am thinking Chiefs are gonna pull it out though. Yep. Patty, Patty, Ma- Patty, uh, Patty Mayonnaise. Now I put him in the Super Bowl. All right, Files, who you have? Taking Baltimore. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore on this show, but my gambling heart, I'm playing Kansas City with the points. And we'll probably bump it up to six and a half or seven because Kansas City hasn't been blown out since the Super Bowl they lost to. Every game they play has always been seven and under. If it's close, of course, if they're not blowing somebody out. So I think I think it's Baltimore's time. I don't think that uh, Baltimore will be as scared, in my opinion, as Buffalo was to compete last week when it mm-hmm. got tight. I think Baltimore is built for these situations. But hey, you got the perfect person in Patrick Mahomes that can come here and just fuck everything up. Excuse my mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Patty Mayonnaise. I am taking Baltimore, but I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas City came on. Man, did y'all see how bad Rokon Smith won that win versus the Texans? I don't know. Y'all saw his highlights, and they had a mic up. The boy was hungry, man. This Ravens defense, think, this Ravens team is hungry. Think about it. Think think about Roquan Smith. I mean Smith. Mm-hmm. Chicago, no success. He gets traded. He's in the middle of success now. And that and look, that's one of the reasons I'm picking Baltimore because the the all three lines you got linebacker Patrick Queen, Queen and Roquan. You got Metabuki, mm-hmm. Clowney. You got all these guys that can Marcus Williams. Oh, and Th- and Thune's out. The All Pro guard for Kansas City is out this week. So even Clowney was getting pressure. Yeah. 
yeah. in the Texas I, game. He I, ain't I, really known for pressure. I just think that it's just their time. I think it's their time. They got the right. They have veterans. They have the right pieces. Mm-hmm. All right, RC. Who do you have? Man, listen. Until I'm at the funeral and Patrick Mahomes is in the casket. <laughs> he about, he's not about to undertake a win. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. He knows how to win. This is this is his time of the year. I don't care about him being on the road. He understands this deep yeah. And his players will be ready to play. And the one thing Taylor Swift is doing is absolutely nothing. That's the NFL pushing it down our throat. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey has 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 woke up. He's been asleep all year. I got. I kind of feel like they just been kind of doing like NBA teams do, just kind of trying to get to the get to the dance. And now they're in the dance and they're dancing. And I feel like their defense is very underrated. They will thump you. They will hit you. Yeah. And uh, but the difference in the game is gonna be the pass game. I like Lamar Jackson. I understand everything that everybody's saying, but you know, they. If you really watch the way he plays, this is a favorable matchup for the Kansas City defense. Because with Josh Allen, he's going to spread you out, air it down the field. This is going to be very condensed in the phone booth. And that's what Kansas City want to do. Those D linemen, those linebackers, that boat and Gay, those guys are really tough too. They're going to get after. So Gay may not play. Okay, but I feel like, to me, until Patrick Mahomes is laying on his back and it's all zeros, I'm going I'm with you. Well, I'll say this: the Buffalo Bills dropped the ball. They had yeah. the game. They had Literally. the game. Wide right. I mean, they Wide they right. go from running Cook and Josh Allen down the Buffalo down the Chiefs' throat in the fourth. Like they had the Chiefs' defense reeling. They couldn't figure out Josh Allen. Josh Allen gaining like five yards when he did scramble. Shoot, more than that. So what? if the if the Ravens just keep at the run game. I mean, they they have a great chance of hitting some big runs. So I mean, we saw the Chiefs yell some against Cook and Allen. So this this is the crazy part about football, man. We've seen everybody take a punch in 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 these last five games and be you know on the ropes and dig themselves out. We've yet to see the Ravens do that. We've yet to see the Ravens have looked the most dominant out of everybody in that's left in the playoffs. Everybody else is battle-tested, been on the ropes. Detroit's in tough games. Fortnite's in tough games. Chiefs in tough games. Let's see what it looked like if if they did the same thing they want Brock Purdy to do. Let me see if, if they can do that in the playoffs, if Lamar can dig himself out of a 14-point hole. Because I'm telling you right now, it's different right now. And I don't, I haven't seen nobody challenge them. And it, they're going to get pressed and challenged this weekend and in the Super Bowl if they make it. Yeah. I, I, got a, I got a question. I got a question, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, again, because I'm seeing that Baltimore did not get 4,000 yards in the air. No. So, so I guess, and they had the best rush game in the league. Mm-hmm. So how, how good is Lamar Jackson? Like I said before, uh, he need receivers, man. Like, no, don't. I don't trust – I don't trust – you really trust a hurt. Aguilar, he had a case of droppies before. Bateman, I mean, how good is really Bateman? They have two speedsters. Man. Zay Flowers is a rookie. You count Man. on Zay Flowers, who averaged four okay. catches a game, 56 yards a game. I'm glad you said this about what people need. You like LeBron James in the NFL. You always need something. <laughs> I'm saying, like, <laughs> you, what, what? all these guys that you're naming – 
or playing on the highest level of football. Like those guys, hold on, the Aguilars, the Zay Flowers, the Odell Beckham, these were big name guys in college who come into the NFL. My guys is in San Francisco, developmental guys, Brandon Ayu. So these guys have been proven. They, they, but they got the system is set up for the modern run. It's not a pass heavy offense. So if you, but what, if you bring, if you bring AJ Brown to Baltimore, his numbers gonna dip. Yeah, that's fine. What I'm saying is they need a sure-handed guy because OBJ on his last leg, you talking about, but well, we much. don't know the guy can step up in a bit time. Like, you need a sure-handed guy. So what Patrick so Mahomes need? Patrick Mahomes have that. Yeah, yeah. He needs uh, – need, I'm needs saying, Mr. like, in, in the Mr. crunch Swift. time, you need somebody that you can count on. Can you count on uh, OBJ to get open? So, look, if you swap Baltimore's receivers with Kansas City receivers, Mm. Baltimore's not in the playoffs, right? But if you send them receivers that's in Baltimore to Kansas City, they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, yeah, because Patrick Mahomes did... more of a pocket passer. That's but why. that's but but no, but you just made my point. You said that those receivers he got ain't good enough. No, them the them receivers in Kansas City is trash. Yeah, they you, are. You send them to Kansas City. You send him Zay Flowers right now in Odell. And but I just oh, feel like to me, oh man, no, like. I just feel like with Lamar, he just needs I think, a safety blanket. I know? think it's I think it might be if you swap him, see, it might be a game of two differential. Yeah, they're not that great. I mean, they good, but how I many you know who, when you make a game plan against the Ravens receivers, are you just scared of them? No, I'll make fight. No, though. that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like they don't, they, I mean, they have they down purposely in Baltimore, that system is kind of like it's from Lamar. If you it's watch all on Lamar. Yeah, but if you watch Michigan with J.J. McCarthy, he game managed them to a Super Bowl, pretty uh, to a national championship. And they just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. That's the hardball way, brother. They're going to run the football and play action off there and let their quarterbacks be at, that's be be athletes. They're not going to stand back there and, and dot the eye and cross the that's T. That's what, not what they do. He doesn't have that's to the leave. problem. That's right. what I'm saying. That's the problem I have with it, though. Because what happened when you have to play like that? Right. If they get down 21 points or yes. something like that. Say so you have to play like that. That's the where I'm having a problem with. Like, who's that guy that can pick up that crucial third down to keep the drive alive? He, to keep you Andrew's hurt. Andrew's yeah, Andrew's guy. hurt. Oh, he he, he might be can, back this week. He Because he almost played last week. And, oh. and – Because oh. we saw them uh, – Who did they lose in the playoffs uh, last year? Who was that? Who? Was the Bengals? The Ravens. The Bengals. Yeah, no, the Bengals, yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, they took away Mark they Andrews. Bengals. They made Lamar. No, no, Lamar was hurt. Lamar was hurt. Yes, yeah, it was. Uh, what's that Huntley. kid's name? Uh, Huntley. 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 Yeah. yeah. But the year prior, just like the Bills, remember Lamar? He was driving down the field, and they were giving him Mark Andrews the whole time. They were giving him the middle of the field, but when they got close to the red zone, they took that away. Huntley. They showed him something else, and he threw a pit six to uh that that corner. I forgot his name, but he took all the way, and that was a wrap. So that's what I'm concerned about. If you had an outside guy, then you could throw it outside the numbers, still just working the inside. Cause they can take that away once you get to the uh, red zone. So, uh, I I'm, I'm wrong. Wrong. yeah, I, I give it to yeah. That I'm saying it just all depends on the situational what's going on in the game. So, uh, uh, can I can I drop a quick uh, Taylor Swift, uh, which I know you guys probably won't care. But, uh, <laughs> but hey, hit the algorithms. Drop the name. <laughs> if if KC makes the Super Bowl, 
apparently Taylor Swift's concert is in Japan. And in between Japan and her next concert is the Super Bowl. So she's going to go from Japan to Vegas, potentially, to Adelaide, Australia. Wow. Apparently, that's that's uh, that's uh, her schedule. Because if Kansas travel. City makes that Super Bowl, you know she's going to be at that game. Right. But uh, I thought I thought, uh, oh, I thought that'd the be Hunt a family, TV right? Guess. They own Kansas City, right? Sorry? Oh, they, mm-hmm. sit in, they, they, they sit in the jet. No, I, I get that. They sit in the jet. That's a, that's still traveling. That. That's a lot of traveling. That's all because I I don't know about you guys because I cannot sleep on a plane. Jeez. I get that. The, okay. Yeah, her jet. plane's a lot different than Coach on lag. United. <laughs> like her 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 planes uh, her ride is a lot different than uh, me riding Coach and United. But uh, right, right, right. yeah, <laughs> that's that's still a that's still a run though. That's a lot of traveling that she's used to. <laughs> yeah. I don't just say this. It was in Brazil I do. not too long ago. Sorry. Right, right. She did have a concern in Brazil. I'll just say this before we move on to the 49ers and the uh, Lions. I do like the Patrick Queen and Kelsey matchup. I think that's going to be a good Roquan one. Roquan, too. Both of them. Roquan, too. Both of them can cover. All right. 49ers versus the Lions. The 49ers are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. That is let's go to our uh, – uh-huh. let's go to our 49ers correspondent, R.C. <laughs> He's gonna be out there in California. No, I'm just playing, but yeah, here's our course. When go ahead, uh, so <laughs> go and tell us. I got a backstory. My first 49er game in Santa Clara in Levi Stadium, Detroit Lions were playing the 49ers, and the 49ers right. won that game. They're playing each other. I saw that that Detroit Lion team grow when I saw my 49ers grow, and now they're playing each other in the MC Championship, and that's crazy. And um, so I, I got great respect for Detroit. I don't think that Detroit. Uh, no other team in the NFL uh, deserved this moment more than them. Uh, I just hate that it's against the 49ers and and that. Uh, but they're going to they're gonna break everything to San Francisco. I don't see that seven-point spread. I feel like it's going to come down to a field goal. I feel like, me personally, uh, this is the one team San Francisco can punch in the mouth and get hit right back over and over and over. Uh, one thing that could mess this up is that Niner team knows Jared Goff. And he loves throwing to us for some reason. I don't know why he just he he see his eyes get really big when he see Fred Warner. Fred Warner to be to be exact. Mm-hmm. But I think we win the game, of course. Of course I wouldn't pick against my team, but I got so much respect for Dan Damn. Campbell. So I wouldn't there. I got so much respect for Dan Campbell, but I really want this game because I don't <laughs> like CJ Gardner Johnson. I feel like he has See, a really he, big, he has a really really big bass mouth. You ever seen a bass fish? That's how big, <laughs> and it's gonna get shut up this week because he don't. He, what he's asking for, everybody asks for Debo, get Debo, and so he gonna get it this week. I'm picking the Niners, you know, thirteen ten. That's it could be one of those type games. <laughs> all right, Flowers, who you have? First of all. That seven and a half is too damn high. Yeah, that's that's easy money. Um, I played up Detroit with the points. Would it be in seven and a half? Hell, I'm bumping it up to nine ten. I'm getting my value worth. All right, <laughs> RC, I love you. First, first, first and foremost, love you. I'm scared for you this week. You should be. That team's good. That team's good. <laughs> you have a team coming in 
that is not fearful of anything. They have mm -hmm. nothing to lose. They understand the magnitude of this moment. All right. Yep. Second thing I'm scared of: the Miko Ryan's is not the defensive coordinator. Exactly. I have nothing against Steve Wilkes, but I do question some of the things that he calls. You know, far as sitting back in the zone, and I just look at the all the offense for the Detroit Lions, as far as the offensive line, and like you said prior to me saying what I'm about to say now, they can punch and take a punch. They can give one too. Yep. So I see the back and forth in this game. I will say this. I'm going to pick the 49ers. I think I'm going to pick the 49ers. But I will give Detroit this. They will win the game. And I'm skeptical because I don't know if Debo's playing. They're saying it's 50-50. I'm quite sure he's playing. He's playing. Right. Play. If, he, if Debo doesn't play, the Lions are going to win. But if he plays, it's definitely going to be close and y'all have a chance. But I think the Lions' best chance to this game is to get off to an early start and play ahead. You can't not get behind with the 49ers, so allow them to pin their ears back with Bolson and company, the rush, Jared Goff and company. If Detroit can keep it a balance, Ben Johnson call these play actions, get Gibbs out in open space, and control how they want this game to be played, they stand a hell of a chance to win this game. Yep. If they can jump out 10 nothing, 14 nothing, they damn sure might win it. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to just give San Francisco the slight advantage because they're at home. I'm going to take San Francisco in a close, fault, hellacious game. Wouldn't be surprised if Detroit won it. Would love to see them win it, but I, I just think – I'm still I'm still going to stick with my narrative of San Francisco is on the I'm still pissed off revenge tour from last year. They got themselves finished business. This is a chance. This is your opportunity. Take care of the business. Nicely said, Flowers. All right, Randy. Are you picking against them? Who you have? Yeah, uh, you know, RC. You you know how I feel about you, man. Uh, I mean, Detroit <laughs> is. Man, y'all should have given Austin a lot of love, but y'all don't say Look, that to my team, the Saints or something. Y'all play picking against them. Man, you know, uh, yeah, I, I got I got my Bucks helmet yeah, right there. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> weird, but okay, I'll let fly. I don't get any mail from San Francisco. I used to hear you hell about the Saints. I, I've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. Air boots and all. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, I mean, uh, so from what I'm seeing, uh, like uh, – uh, it's relatively close, like in terms of passing. Uh, it's relatively well, uh, in terms of the run game. Uh, Niners hasn't uh, got more run yards than uh, than Detroit. Uh, mm -hmm. I, the pass defense, like the defense uh, on passing, is uh, a lot more favorable to Sam Fran. Mm -hmm. Right, they're at Choice home. Uh, rush defense is uh, uh, Lions got Lions got a better, uh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's just going to come down to the quarterbacks. I mean, uh, you know, uh, personally, between uh, right. between uh, Jared Goff, like, I mean, how hungry is he? But from uh, you know, getting dealt from LA, like, he must, like, is, is he going to be hungry to uh, 
get to uh, the Super Bowl? Is he uh, is he going to uh, you know stand up to that pressure? But I mean, Brock Purdy's just on this incredible run, Mister Irrelevant, and so on. It's a it's a hard one. You know what? I th- I think I think I am going to say San Fran. I think that home field advantage is going to be the difference maker. Uh, but I do think that uh, you know whoever has uh, the better game between Jared Goff and Brock Purdy is going to be the uh, is going to be the, uh, <laughs> the 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 team who's going to come out on top. Well. I'm gonna make this a full sweep here. I'm taking the 49ers. And you said something very important, Randy. It comes down to quarterback play. Brock or Jed Roth. Well, I seen Brock. You know, he made throws under pressure. I give him that. You know, he's standing there taking some hits. But the other guy, Jerry Goff, he like he like Michael Jackson. He moonwalks when he gets pressure. <laughs> I gotta, so, I gotta take up for I gotta take up for my man's now. <laughs> He moonwalks, baby. Like he he got that move down because Jerry Goff. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Boy, the D line ain't gonna have zero sacks like they did against Green Bay. They ain't gonna happen. They ain't gonna have zero sacks. They had zero sacks last game. You think they gonna it happen again? It can happen again. It won't. But let me it tell you what, what's gonna be what's gonna be the problem in this game. And I think we're giving. I think no game looked the same with the NFC. Like I did not think Tampa Bay was gonna go into Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Look the way they did. Detroit really Detroit was really played differently against Tampa Bay. I think San Francisco, the the wake up call they got last week from Green Bay. Now you're gonna see a different version of San Francisco because they know it's a it's a champion, bro. I'm gonna have the I'm going ahead and call it now. I'm about to have the greatest season any fan has ever had in football with big, <laughs> with big blue. And the 49ers winning the Super Bowl. It's about to happen because that's just how it's setting up. You know, I feel like, to me personally, Jared Goff is the cog in this whole situation. Yes. And they know him. And, and he's not going to change. Once I cover up Amara St. Brown, see that? Mm-hmm. that green, and, then, and then another thing, that Green Bay offense that they ran, that, that, the, that the, it was like a buzzsaw against that Detroit Lions defense. That's the same offense they're going to see this week. I, and this what? thing about Debo Samuel, and this is what I want to tell Ben. How, isn't it crazy how you say I got a lot of help, a lot of talent, and I just heard somebody say, and I've seen people on ESPN say, if Debo, Debo don't play, they're going to lose. What the rest of the help it, Ben? <laughs> well, you know why they say that, right? Because y'all, y'all use Debo in a lot of motion. And that's no, 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 no. I want you to answer this for me. You said <laughs> that Brock Purdy got all these weapons. But they he say one man down, we're gonna automatically just cause just cause some guy that's sitting on ESPN saying something don't mean nothing. No. I, I don't say I watch Debo. Debo is the S five because he break okay. That's tackles. it right there. It ain't a lot of weapons over there. It's just it's a car Genis, that has that was four a heck tires. of a catch. Genesis is a dog. It's, it's it's a car that has four tires, it has a motor, it has all it, it's gotta run, it's gotta be a car I mean, to work. Yeah, the best best running back in the that's, league. That's a look, hey, but at the same time though, RC Debo's a V8 compared yes. to four cylinder. He running through but, people. But, but, through but my four. point is this. My point is this. I was trying to let him know this about receivers being and having so many weapons. It don't be don't be enamored by seeing Ayuk and you know when they're clicking, because the one guy. He makes all that click and go. Like, he's the guy. See what I'm saying? 
they look like they couldn't move the ball when he went when he went out there. So uh, well, that's why start, I said well, give him a week. Then. I mean, you you heard you lose him in the game. You have to readjust. Yeah, I, I new get game that plan. part of it, but mm. you, they got a full week to prepare. You know, I I, I don't want to take that too much into account. I just I think the Lions understand the the, the you know the moment they're playing in. Yeah. I, just, and I don't think they're gonna lay down. They don't, but there's too many guys flowers on that 49ers team to kill oh, yeah. people that been to the Super Bowl, that been to these conference championships. If if Kyle Shanahan lose Sunday, this'll be the this'll be his moment. He he'll go into he's already in this position that Jim Harbaugh was before he got out of it. But if you lose now, the NFL is getting better fans. Like the, yeah. the NFC yeah. North. The NFC South, you're not getting back just like that. I think it right sets him back. Major. The time is now. Yeah, guys. Yep. Uh, the how how cap. You know, just what the Saints was in. Like we had, we was in the winner now mode, and now yep. that money hitting us, cause we didn't get over the hump versus the rounds on the rounds no call. So I, that's why I'm saying, like Jared Goff. I mean, he's saying he got a lot to prove, but the only reason why the Rams went to Super Bowl because of the Saints, no call. So, Jerry Goff, you know, he's in a position <laughs> where he's trying to prove a point, and One that's day. why he got traded. And now I'm going to laugh my butt off. I like, hey, I, 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 you know, I, I have party in a certain – I have party on – I have party right here, but I have Jerry Goff. I don't like Jerry Goff. Oh, man. So I got a, I actually, I got a question now. for RC. I mean, uh, look, uh, I, I know uh, that Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant. How did he get to this point? How, how, how did he? He got drafted by a great team. You know what's sad is nobody ever mentions C.J. Beathard, Brian Hoyer, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. Josh Rosen was a number one pick. So no one. He was on a 49ers roster, and he couldn't cut the mustard. This kid was in Iowa State. It's the NFL. The NFL does a, a horrible job of scouting talent. It ain't just a Mr. Irrelevant. It's a lot of players that fall by the wayside who are very productive in college, and they deem them as too old. Yep. You know, they won't, they're young, and, and they're they, they drafting off potential. So this guy falls to Mr. Irrelevant, and he comes in, but what he lacks in stature and arm strength, he has an IQ. The one thing Zach Wilson don't have. The one he has an IQ. The one thing Jamarcus Russell don't have. Great decision making. So for him to be Mr. Irrelevant is irrelevant to me. It's him comprehending what his coach wants him to do. Being able to translate it and go out and do what his coach wants him to do. A lot of these quarterbacks that you see in the in the playoffs right now, they're they're coaches on the field. There's a play last week with Brock Purdy. The, the play clock is running down, and Kittles is finna move, and he tells him, stay. Mm -hmm. Touchdown run. Jimmy Garoppolo would have let it run by his ass because that's just Jimmy Garoppolo. He don't, you know, <laughs> you don't command an offense. So my thing is, I think, to me, it's impressive for you to be able to be known as the last pick in the draft and still lock in because nothing uh -huh. was guaranteed to him. Sure. And so when I, when, I look, when I hear a Cam Newton or I hear a Ryan Clark who said, I was forced – 
I was making up and I was forced to say that Brock Purdy was good. Brock Purdy is the same thing Joe Montana was. Listen to me, y'all. Joe Montana turned the ball. You know why he was always coming back? Because he was always turning the damn ball over. Go look at it. Steve right. Young won one Super Bowl. But the rest of the time, he, was he wasn't he was an accurate passer. So my thing is, and I, and I told the guy this, I said, do y'all not remember the the rough patches for quarterbacks in the National Football League before they figured it out? All of them had it. Yeah. If one guy in the league who has the trophy and who has the jury and who has the, 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 the ability to talk trash, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Everybody else, even even your even your Lamar Jackson, ain't won nothing. You see what I'm saying? So salute to Brock Purdy, man. Salute to Brock Purdy for being able to get yourself in this position two times in a row. Like Amen. You know, that's tough. Amen. I mean, it's not that hard to do. Uh, <laughs> man. You remember that I put up in the chat the other day? What's that? No, I don't remember. The Saints and the Bills won 50 oh, 58 wins. Without win yeah, without winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know why, though? We have two reasons why. So, well, actually, maybe three. You were cheated? Yep. That's why Sean Payne left. He got to get out of there. But listen, I want to say this, too. They have this thing going around saying football is rigged. Y'all notice about the color scheme with the Super Bowl? Yeah. Let me tell you something that's crazy that, that I was looking at last week. I said, there's no way in hell these players are bought into that losing. Nice. Like last week, you could that's see Green, you could see Green is, Bay. Like, you could see Green Bay was the youngest team in National Football League. You could see them fighting for that game. They wanted that game last week, man. That's well, that's what I'm saying. If it was rigged, why would they move Green Bay instead of Dallas? It, the biggest right, Dallas is bare storyline. Yeah, uh, the biggest who said? I care about Jordan Love. Nobody care about that. I mean, biggest, you know, it's probably just is Kansas City. You know, not Kansas City. It's Buffalo beating Kansas City, in my yeah. opinion. Right. Like, man, you know how many people see me videos that the infos read? Like, yeah, I see some instances where I'm like, okay, yeah, that was like kind of strange. But that's 53 guys on a roster. Here's the issue. And I saw it last week. Okay, you just said there's a lot of guys on the roster. A lot of those guys are gamblers. A lot of those guys owe people money. A lot of those guys have their yeah. own intentions. Like that kick last week, Carson missed. Like I know he missed kicks, but dude. Yeah, he's been terrible like, this year. Though. It was just you made the you made the hard kick. And then I'm gonna tell you another thing. There are officials who do dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, now if you say the ref was throwing games, I, I'll be I believe that more like than the only that's the, yes. I would never accuse I mean, especially I mean y'all heard me say this. Players Point nowadays yes. I find it hard to believe because of the money they're making nowadays. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me somebody's making 30, 40 million dollars a year throwing a game. I don't believe it. I mean, beyond Tim Donaghy and uh there was that uh kid, there was a doc Scott uh, Foster, don't leave us Scott Foster. Yeah. yeah, Scott yeah. Foster. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, well, definitely when uh, he's uh, coaching. <laughs> I think, but I think it's easier for NBA to throw a game to NFL because you can't predict Bro. predict NFL injuries. Cause it's concussions listen, all the time, and it's like we, so many variables going into. We watched the Super Bowl. We watched the Super Bowl with no holding call. Okay, all right. So they probably told him not to call it. Yeah, they, they that's what I'm saying. Him. So listen. You in that in that Super Bowl, you had a Philadelphia Eagles defense that had 70 sacks. That's a record. Uh -huh. And then you had a Chiefs defense that had 55 sacks. So 
But the two quarterbacks that was playing in the Super Bowl, one of them was injured. You remember? Mahomes limped into that Super Bowl. Yep. And yep. then Hurts, he needs time. Because you know him, he got to go through his progression. He go through his progression like somebody's grandmother. He's like, he's seven, six. Yeah. You know, he takes his time. He's still so, on, yeah. He needed time. I think there is a level of it that is controlled. Because last well, week, Green Bay got the first down. Clear as day. Quarterback sneak. If Green Bay is up 14-7 or they go up big on, on San Francisco, that's a different game, man. I'm trying to tell you. Some of it's controlled, though. It's but, also, but also, it's, yeah. it's when they real. say no – like when they let corners and receivers play through all their hand fighting, I yeah. think in big games they tell them, "Hey, slack off! Like don't yeah. call that. We want to see a good yeah. game." So yeah. everybody yeah. complain about penalties messing up a game. They're like, right. "Why do I keep stopping the game? Let them play. Let them play." What? So What's that's why difference? I think they did do that. What What's say, the Bob? difference? I, I, I'm sorry, I mean, because y'all. What's the difference in when the NBA playoffs start? You hear the rest swallow the whistle. What's the difference in yeah. that in NFL yeah. playoff football? Mm, yeah. I, well, what what I was gonna add is maybe, and I mean, I'm looking at it from way far away, mm-hmm. but like maybe you can make an uh, an argument about how tilted the uh, foul calls are in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, with NFL, you guys could definitely comment a hell of a lot better than me. But uh, like, how many times has LeBron James actually fouled out of the game? How many times? Once? I mean, like, and yeah. Is, is it, I mean, come on, I, you know, and uh, we're seeing that, I mean, there's so many questionable calls and I, I, I give a ton of respect to referees because you go into that, um, you know, if you uh, call that foul against uh, the home team and everybody's booing you, everybody's like, uh, uh, you know, issuing death threats on your family and so yeah. on. Like I get how hard it is. Right. But, like there are a lot of times where I'm seeing basketball games and I'm like, okay, blatant. something may be up. It's blatant. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't make a good ref because I ain't calling nothing unless I hear skin, unless I hear a slap. Because I mean, I used to play pickup ball. I get fired. I get I dropped the hole, get knocked down, and my friends like, man, call foul, call foul. I'm like, no, nah, man, think about play it. ball, play ball. <laughs> we we we've been accustomed to this for the longest. Think about it. The NBA for the longest have wanted more scoring. So mm-hmm. that's a controlled substance in the game. Mm-hmm. And the NFL, they don't allow the defense to play. Everything mm-hmm. goes towards the offense. So the advantages are already set in. But I'm with y'all. I mean, because I've been gambling long enough to see things like, okay, now this shit wasn't supposed to happen. No. So, you know, you, you you know, you start seeing people breaking the coverings, you know, like if somebody's, you know, covering five. Somebody hits a shot late, you know, to mess that up or mm-hmm. the refs get the cop. Matter of fact, I give you a great example. Um, the Suns and the Spurs with the when they stole the ball from KD. Yeah, everybody thought it was a foul. I lost yeah. money that night because I had the the, um, the Suns on the money line. I want to say, and that was like my last. I would have won a few hundred bucks. And that play happens, and you know you just you know you, just ask, you ask yourself questions, but you know some things could have been called, but it didn't call it. But just things like that, you catch at a blink of an eye. You know, just with just what you you know when we gamble, we start to see things more and yeah. more. No, things you know, just become obvious. Something. You know, yeah. like, like a very a one that's very obvious for me. If you don't play sports, football, basketball, baseball, 
you understand like game situation and how big this situation is versus this one. Yeah. It's third and 20. Third and 25. There's a play last week, Green Bay, third and forever. I'm talking about they halfway back to Wisconsin. And the DB is like running down the field. You don't even the guy has fallen down and you yeah. swipe across his face of his helmet. And it's like, like, dude, you could you could just un- third and twenty-five, like, and then, yeah. and then the way the NFL is they don't take that's the an automatic either. first down. Like oh yeah, so, on, on Melton, right? You talking about the play on right, Melton when I say right. who's Mo Melton? Bo Melton, where is it? Right. Yeah. So think about that play. That's an automatic first down. And let's say you got a kicker that's playing at that moment. Um, and you get points off of that, or or mm-hmm. Milton needs that. It's a bang bang situation where Milton, all Milton needed in the, on the player prop was uh, twelve yards or something like that, thirty some yards, the twelve yards, mm-hmm. they twelve point five. That one catch, somebody's one once a month. Oh man, you just reminded me of something. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Calvin Ridley, uh, about a month or two back when Trevor Lawrence got hurt and Bethel came in, I think they was playing like on Monday night. Yeah, I remember and, that. And I needed Ridley to catch a ball. Up like a few more yards, and he catches this deep pass, and they call like some some BS holding call, <laughs> and it's called back, and I lose money that way. It, it, it's a lot of things, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I, I I I don't purposely want to be a devil's advocate here, but I mean, like, if you're saying that there is uh, some monkey business going around, and that uh, you know it's rigged and so on, like, if I was the NFL, wouldn't you want to have? The Bills and the Lions in the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Right? Our, bill, so, our, our Bills and 49ers, you know. No, I mean, it's been a while, for, uh, it's been a while since it. San Francisco uh, may, uh, won a and Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, Cottingham won a Super Bowl. I mean, but the, the thing about the Bills, the Bills haven't been to the Super Bowl since, what, 91, 92. 90, they lost. 93. The Lions ain't never been. Like, that, right. that's storybook, that storybook stuff right there. And yeah, you, they, yeah, you're right. You're right. right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, neither franchise won Super Bowl. Why, I mean, why would we think Green Bay would be the better out than Dallas? That mm-hmm. you know, that part of it, I don't think is rigged. I just think in certain aspects, you have to question some of these calls. Like yeah. in the Buffalo and um and uh, Kansas City game, they they threw that pass interference call late, and like, okay, what the world's going on? Like, it, oh it, yeah, it, yeah, they got the yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah, that flag came in super late. Yeah, I was like, hold on, you're gonna see it this weekend, guys. Guys, you're gonna see it this weekend. I'm gonna tell you why. When you see the spread, when you see the spread at seven in the NFC Championship game, when you see a spread at three or four, what that, what the, what, what the book is telling you, what Vegas is telling you about one side is you got, you know, this this wave of momentum and but they're inexperienced. The, the 49ers whole entire roster has played three straight years and so they're saying they suppose they supposed to mm-hmm. handle business these other guys over here I think it's gonna be totally opposite I think the four are gonna be on this side with Detroit and San Francisco and the seven gonna be on that side one of those two teams somebody will get away from each other yeah yeah I feel like Ravens and Baltimore that I feel yeah. like it can get real ugly yeah somebody yeah, can get away from each other I yeah, they, those two on this side, it's gonna be a fight because they're built to fight each other. You know, it's a style. Right. But those Intensity. over here, Kansas City is like bending, bending, bending. You they know? shouldn't be there. They should not be there. Yeah. So it's, it's gonna be really interesting. All right. They don't get a pass rush. That that that's not gonna be a competitive game. Let's get into sports news real quick before we come uh, close to end the show. The Jaguars are set to hire 
Falcons defensive coordinator Ryan Nelson. Great hire, Jaguars. Great hire. Well, they they set the hire. <laughs> All right. Uh, Titans are hiring Bill Callahan, Brian Callahan from the Bengals. Y'all, uh, y'all think that's a good one? Eric Benjamin. Uh, I guess if it fits the <laughs> offensive narrative, I guess, but I, time will tell. Okay, okay. Um, the Lakers are discussed to trade to land Dominic Mitchell and Trey Young. I, I'm tired. Oh, oh God, are you kidding me? <laughs> what, uh, I mean, how oh, much more come talent? On. Come on, man. I mean, yeah, I like uh, Trey Young. I feel bad for Trey Young because he is one of those elite level players. And who's his number two guy? I mean, maybe it was John Collins, but I mean, who the yeah, hell is John, John Collins? Collins. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it'd be great to see uh, Trey in a better situation. Uh, but no, that's way too many cooks in the kitchen. I will. Man. I mean, I got a bunch of Raptors gear that I'll uh, put in the <laughs> rummage sale. If, uh, if that, if they're tilting it like the LA Dodgers are, Oh my God. Though, uh, Even if they did, it wouldn't work. It ain't gonna work. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young uh, with LeBron. Yeah, you're probably right. I think I, first of all, we know Trey Young, he have a little not ego, but he, you know, he he yeah, he has a different personality than LeBron. So I don't know. And Dominic Mitchell definitely have a different personality than LeBron well, and AD. My question is, especially with Trey Young, would they allow Trey Young to be Trey Young in LA? No. RC say this. He need the ball. He need Trey Young need the ball. Let Trey yeah. Young be Trey Young. Sure, but uh, but like, how long? How much longer are we going to see LeBron in basketball? Like, I mean, you have to think that. And obviously, point. you know, I mean, I like uh, he's not going to be playing forever. And if I don't even know what Trey's uh, contract is like, but I mean, you know, you have to think that if he does, if they do do a super, if they do a super team, that it's going to be after LeBron leaves. Leaves, right? I, I would. Because the they, they're LeBron. talking extensions with him, right? I mean, they haven't talked extensions with LeBron. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. they haven't. No, no. Is the issue being a Laker fan? Like, I probably watched five Laker games this year. It's the first time in my entire life where I haven't watched the Lakers play consecutively, like just running to the TV. And it's because it's a circus. It's a bona fide shit show. Mm-hmm. It don't matter who <laughs> you bring in there to play a- alongside this guy. This guy changes who you are. You're not – you might – yeah, double double guy over here in Minnesota, but when you get to LeBron James, you're gonna be standing in a corner. And then also, the problem with the Lakers is that other great teams aren't having you. You're not hearing Trey Young to the Bucks or the Celtics or the Nuggets. The Nuggets already have all the food and the plates and the table. Everything they need is in the house. The Lakers mm-hmm. always LeBron James. The longer he played, the more he tarnishes or proves the point that everyone tries to make about him. Yep. He had to have a stacked deck to win. And my my issue with him is, is that you go get these players, and then when you get them on your team, you talk, you, you treat them like they're not good players. Like they that these guys can play. They're playing on the highest level. Anthony Davis is a shell of himself. He can't play with LeBron James. Well, uh, we know Russell Westbrook was the scapegoat for the Lakers. Yes. Okay. They they, they made him a clown. They that he was a clown right there with the LA. They made him to be the the fall guy. I'm about, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this, man. If they, if this dude don't retire in another year, I'm about to do something I've never done. 
I'm about to withdraw my. I'm gonna find me a new team. <laughs> he like me. Whoa. <laughs> I I Randy. Let, let, let me throw him on the Randy. Bandwagon. RC. No, Whoa. Randy. Welcome to Open Arts in Toronto. Hey, man. Listen, I like <laughs> that, Scotty Barnes. I like Scotty Barnes. <laughs> I don't yeah. like RJ Barrett, but I like Scotty Bones. I can. I, I'm, I'm gonna be a free agent after this year. This man, yeah. Let me. Let me ask you. Bronny ends up on my team. If Bronny ends up in LA. I'm really gone. <laughs> I, I wanna ask, we haven't been on the show. I want to ask y'all something. Matter of fact, because mm-hmm. I, I felt a certain way. I don't know if it was last week or the week before last. The Lakers after a game, they were interviewing LeBron, and he's watching Bronny on TV. And my shirt off. Yes, and my first thought is, dude, you can be retired supporting your son instead of I'm looking at you thinking you're not taking this shit serious because you're watching your son. He's Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. He don't know how to leave. He don't know how to go, man. He don't know mm-hmm. how to leave. He's been playing since 2002. He don't know how to leave the game. And it's going to be sad because we, we're not going to be able to appreciate all he has accomplished because he keeps telling you about it. Yep. Like, all his his legacy is scripted. His legacy is being written. Yep. His legacy. He has a camera following him. He's mocking Michael Jordan's last dance. This dude is the most self-promoted, proclaimed. Like I've never seen an athlete who wants to like, like create the legacy versus let it happen organically. Man, like, dude, right. he does the new way. See, that's uh... Randy. Oh, I'm about yeah. to tell you, that, yeah, that was my fun fact. I, I'm I'm originally a Laker fan, but I had to take a break from LeBron. You took a break, okay. So okay. I went to the Pelicans because, of course, I'm a Saints fan, so that would be the easiest thing to root for with the Pelicans. So I'm actually a Laker fan, but I I, I, I redrew my membership for right now. I canceled it, but I'm playing outside and back up with LeBron <laughs> because, uh Because uh, my membership. New Orleans is closer than Memphis, right? Mississippi, yeah, yes, yeah. especially for me, yeah. I'm on oh. our way. Well, yeah, it's close. Well, for yeah, me, I'm, I'm right yeah, for, yeah, I'm, I'm closer to New Orleans, so like an hour, I think, for me. Oh, an hour, oh, okay, cool. yeah, cool. So, so, Randy, this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna come on this show and I'm gonna have an envelope like this one and I'm gonna open it. <laughs> Jack, <Jackie. Okay. laughs> and I'm gonna, it's gonna be a team in there, Randy. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. yeah, oh, now, yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, we we need we need on the clock. We need on the clock. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> you know what? I mean, how can you not like Indiana these days? I mean, Indiana, yeah, Sacramento. Right? Oh, I'm, look, I'm, I hope I'm you don't get jacked guy. by the Pistons, like RC. Hmm? Yeah. I said, I hope you don't get jacked by the Pistons. <laughs> like anybody, I think the Pistons have to be. A lot of that scripted too. I'm gonna tell you why. They be beating people's ass, and then all of a sudden they be like, "We supposed to be winning." I'm like, <laughs> winning. Yeah. like I've seen the game where you remember the game that they they beat uh Toronto. It was Toronto. Yeah. So oh God, that broke I my told the, guy, <laughs> the night before they beat Toronto, the game before that they were winning. They were winning mm-hmm. the game, and then they just like. They like turn off, like the guy goes into the huddle and money's like, hey, listen, but I don't know who you're tanking for. Who are you tanking for? Yeah. Well, I, I, is it a tank job or is it just really a, you know, bad luck? I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm a player. They have some good yeah. players, but they just can't. I don't know what I, it is. I man. told you they need vets on their team to help these young kids. Well, that's true. I mean, I, 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 I would have loved those teams. A team, a team I, lose 39 games. 
Like, kids can't. Yeah. But they in it, though. They be in these games. And the, the kids. They're kids. Yeah. Yeah. They just living a life. I, I, I would have loved to have seen uh, Monty Williams get another uh, chance with uh, Phoenix. I mean, uh, like, I, you know, I I don't know what you guys think. But, uh, I mean, I think that KD, uh, you know, KD working with uh, Monty, uh, Devin, and, and so on. I, I mean, I I would have I would have loved to have seen that. I'm not I a think, KD fan. I, know I right. think he's worked with Monty before. I think uh, Monty was in Oklahoma City with KD at one particular time. Actually, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I have another news. Miami Heat, they trade Kyle Lowry to the uh, Hornets for Terry Rozier. Let, let me yeah, let, let me let me say something about this. What in the hell did Pat Riley do to Mitch Kupchak to be able to get this? <laughs> I, he got a steal. Kawhi Leonard. I mean, uh, he did a Kwame Brown on him. Oh my goodness! What did, did he call him in the middle of the night? Like, hey, Mitch, was, was Mitch sleep when when he made this trade? Because he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ball and you get a better player. The Heat need needed scoring, of course. Mm-hmm. Almost there, Tyler Hero was an underrated player. Only because he's improved within the last three years. I almost said that, but I thought Jamal, of course, is more valuable. But the Heat get something that they need, and they didn't give away anything for it. Kyle Lowry's probably not even going to dress up for the Hornets. They'll buy him out. And I also found out four teams will not be able to sign Kyle Lowry because they're over the luxury tax. Like the Bucks, and it was three other teams. Um, so anybody over the luxury tax, the Warriors, Bucks, please let the Clippers. Lakers over is Lakers. Lakers over the luxury tax, I believe. I think it might be the Lakers. I don't know what Kyle is gonna do for y'all. Nothing. I don't think listen, yeah. I, listen, I'm saying I don't want no more people coming on the team who <laughs> who it's like the guy that was playing for Miami. What's his name? The light skinned brother with the beard. What's his name, man? Oh, oh Gabe yeah, Gabe was so good for the Miami he Heat. Was. Now he's over he there. Was. Looked like he's in the movie Get Out. You know, you know who y'all should have signed instead of Gabe Vincent. You should have went after Matt Struess because that would have been a better fit. But listen, right, he's a shooter. He's a shooter. Listen, man. Listen, listen. I want y'all to hear me when I say this. They're trying to do something that you did yesterday, LeBron. It basketball has changed. You can't have guys standing on the perimeter while you dribble the life out of the basketball. You got to play the game the way the game's being played. They have dominant bigs. They have dominant bigs. Well, I got I, I got to jump in here because as uh, RC, you're saying that you're not a fan of KD. I'm not a fan of AD. I really? mean, I, oh. I've never been. <laughs> I have never been sold that Anthony Davis is that elite level player. Like I mean, like I know that he didn't do have a heck of a lot of. Well, I mean, he did, I guess he had Chris Paul for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, but, I think he. Oh, uh, uh, maybe gone. he didn't. Oh, yeah, I thought Chris Paul left. Yeah, no, Chris Paul was gone. But I mean, like Anthony Davis, like when did he lead that team? That's true. Yeah. Right. So uh, I don't know. Uh, like I've never but, been. Uh, if you take Anthony Davis right now and you drop him in New York and you get Julius oh. Randle out of New York and you drop Anthony Davis in New York. Completely different story. He going to look like a – the problem with Anthony Davis, he needs to be yeah, in a small Dallas. market. 
He needs to get out of Los Angeles. Well, I mean, New Orleans. He was in New Orleans. Yeah, Yeah. but he needs that because L.A., He's, you know, he comes over there, he gets his hair braided, he, you know, he, he, we he got a taste have, of it. But yeah, he has this whole, like, macho, like, I, I really feel that way about freaking Kawhi. Kawhi lost that dog. Like, Kawhi in San Antonio was a different animal, different type of beast. Even in, even in freaking uh, Toronto, he just had this, you know, business-like, men, you know, when I see him play now, it's like, he's I'm just here talking to be fired. Like, I mean. He's at home. Content, man. Content. You know, I, I haven't I haven't caught a lot of Clipper games. Uh, you know, it's it's still a little painful to see Kawhi in that uniform. But I mean, uh, like he uh in I mean, obviously he's been injured like how many uh how many uh like he missed that one season he and then he was gone for yeah, yeah like so I, I mean I think that he's gonna get his uh, he still has to get adjusted. To uh, Clippers to a degree, I mean, uh, and now, now he just seems to be cooking with uh, with Paul George, and I mean, it's taken a long time, but I think Kawhi, uh, Kawhi, and the Clippers, I think they got something going on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to last because, I mean, like, uh, if there is anybody that has an undefeated record, it's Father Time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, these guys are getting older. So, uh, you know, I. I, I I don't know. I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't call Kawhi done yet. No, no, yeah. no, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, I just say this: don't put any Clippers on your underdog cards because you don't know what night they're gonna lose, man. Never lie. <laughs> you well, look, look, I will I will say this: last year, old match was like hell, but Kawhi has played in over ninety percent of the games this year. This year, yeah, yeah. he let That's me right. down. He let me down a couple of cards already, so I don't stop. Stop messing with Kawhi. I did Paul George. I think Paul George got me one time. I, the rest I of rarely – look, the only thing mm-hmm. I'll play with Kawhi is probably like his rebound or yep. something like that. That's why I point, did. I did rebounds and assists. The points thing, you know – Take the assists off. Just do rebounds. Just do rebounds. That's not – okay. All right. Cam Newton came out. I don't know why he got put this out there. Like, he's news now, but – he said uh, he want to play quarterback. If it's not Atlanta, he don't want to do it. Bro, you ain't got to worry about that. Cause ain't gonna, you ain't going to call <laughs> you don't have that So luxury, why are you saying you Yes. Uh-huh. So what are you talking about? Like you got yeah. Yeah, like you got luxury to choose. Cam, you Newton, know. Cam Newton dresses like a muscle-bound Colonel Sanders. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a man wear a basketball jersey under a sweater. Like To me, yeah, I feel I like to me, he's going through a midlife I know, I know people still wear ascots. But, he, but he's going through, to me, he's going through a midlife crisis, man. I mean, athletes like and fashion sense. Mm. Yeah. But like I said, he, 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 he dresses himself from his wife's wardrobe. That's no. where he gets clothes from. <laughs> this, this, this is my issue with Cam Newton. Anything to stay relevant. Anything. Yeah. You, you know, know even- I, think, I think Cam Newton lost an incredible opportunity in being that role model. Like uh, in Carolina, he was doing the Superman and he was giving the footballs to the kids. And, you know, it was just so awesome. And I know that losing the Super Bowl must be hard. I get, I, I, no, I don't get it because, (laughs) you know, it's hard when I, my team loses the big game when watching on TV. But how he just sulked with that lip hanging out. And not yes. losing 
See, because the one thing, the one thing I got to say about Joel Embiid, forget about all the flopping and everything, yeah. because the focus, the focus on Joel Embiid when uh, the Sixers lost to the Raptors was that he was crying, bawling his eyes out as he was walking into the locker room. Nobody was uh, appreciating the fact that Kawhi hit one of the craziest shots in NBA playoff history, mm-hmm. and Joel Embiid stayed on that court. And he congratulated all of those Raptors, right? I mean, there are a ton of players right. who walk out that court, uh, you know, fast without congratulating anybody, right? But, mm. you know, Joel Embiid, he took losing like a champion. I mean, that, I, I gave a lot of respect, but now I've lost it because he's flopping all the time. But, <laughs> I mean, I was... bring it back to Cam Newton. Like, if he lost with dignity when uh, Carolina yeah. lost to Denver – True, but that's yeah. what, and that's what, that's why I have beef with Cam Newton. It's not that he's not a, a great player. It's when he's when he, everything's well, he's good, he's bragging, he's doing Superman, I'm back doing all this. But when he losing, he on the sideline at the end of the bench with his hoodie with the towel of his head. Don't want to talk to none of his teammate. That's the problem. Have like he admitted to being wrong for doing that. He admitted. I, yeah, I, he oh, did he? Okay. You okay. need to go talk to your guys. You need but to I'm gonna tell y'all something though. Like Cam, Cam has a lot of knowledge. Cam is not wrong about anything he said. That's his opinion. He has no what he what he said about Brock Purdy and others, he was not wrong. But what he don't understand is that I can name you seven to ten guys who have game managed a Super Bowl win. Yeah. I'm talking about even your your GOAT has two trips to the Super Bowl where he game managed. managed. I agree. So, you if you look up the definition of a game manager, manager it's a person who take care of the football, make great decisions, and play within himself. I want Brock Purdy to be a game manager. I don't want him running around throwing it over his head, you know, diving over piles unless he needs to be doing it. But I mean, Cam is 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 a great athlete, and he like <laughs> he lost that opportunity to be like. It probably gonna keep right. him out of the Hall of Fame because he he, uh, he, he might get in. He, no, he no, might. No. He, he ain't gonna get in because the writers and everything don't probably don't like him either. Because I never, well, who I never really heard writers come out and say they hated Cam. They don't like so, him. That's you gotta think about it. Like these, like I'm quite sure Random might agree. Like with the hall, like a lot of people are down on the Hall of Fame vote because now, I mean, they they're erased our whole youth of baseball by not putting Buns and company in the Hall of Fame. So well, now well, I understand it. Major League. They more I'm prestige. Just I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just saying. But yeah, what I'm saying, but like also like NBA players too, like these writers and people that put these players in, they do go back and look how you treated oh, them in the media yeah. and things like that. And it takes them a while. Hey, you know, yeah, hold on. Wasn't there a Bears writer that was on the uh the Hall of Fame? Uh, Voting list, whatever finalist list, and he did he voted against Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. No, it was the MVP, wasn't it? Cause he didn't like yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He voted against him on the MVP his ballot. Yeah, his interviews. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh Dolphins News. They fired Vic Fangio. Well, they mutually parted ways, but we already know what that means. He got fired. Um <laughs> uh, they got hired by uh, the, he got hired by who? The Eagles. The Eagles. Oh, uh, well, that's surprising. The Packers are firing at DC Joe Barry. That's stupid. I mean, it wasn't his fault. 
The Panthers are hiring the Bucks OC Dave Canals. That caught me off guard with that one. Yeah, I don't understand that one. Uh, the Panthers are hiring who? Now, Dave Canals. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you talking about? I ain't know Our who he was. Reactions are great, man. I do. Hey, hey, man, like the Bucks offense. I mean, oh wow, Baker, but Baker played. For, I don't know. Play with him. a bunch of vets that know how yes. to play. So that's what. And and Rashad White, he was good, but he went. He they didn't have use him in the right way. The partner, have you seen what he looked like? I don't know what he looked like. Oh, Man, listen, uh, he yeah, he's a young like guy. I think family. he's in his 40s. He looked like his family's in the mob. Like, he, I saw him first time. I saw him on Detroit. I mean, last week when they was playing Detroit, he's walking down the sideline. He didn't have a headset on. He had on, like, the the, the throwover that they have, like, a like kind of like what I have on, had the books. Look, and he's, like, looking yeah. at the court. I'm like, dude, are you analyzing who owe you money or are you calling Blake? Because <laughs> it's, 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 he's young, too, dog. He's well, he's green. He's green, green. Yeah, he's green. Like the Saints play against Bucks twice a year. I ain't even heard this guy. I never seen him put cameras on. So I was like, okay, Dave Canal. I don't even know who this is. Now, RC, I have I saved your favorite for last. You're gonna get kicked out of this. All right. The round defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, was hired by the Falcons. Uh. <laughs> hey man, listen. I'm gonna tell you something. That says a lot about what Bill Belichick got going on right now. He he did two interviews there and didn't get that job. So that yep. says a lot about the league. What I told you earlier about the league mm-hmm. wanting to move away from the dinosaurs and it, usher in the young guys to coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Rocky Morris coached this Tampa game. Bay. He coached in Tampa Bay already. We know he did. He, he did. He didn't do so hot. In I, your division, you're gonna have three deep three defensive coordinators in your division. As head coach, <laughs> and two of them are mirror images of each other. Todd Bowles and Raheem Morris are both standing on the mm-hmm. side looking the same way. Yeah. Like that. man, that's crazy. Off the blank, Stephen told us he wanted a CEO, and you hired Raheem, Raheem Morris. Morris. I agree with you, Steve, but I don't agree with you. I think it was more of maybe Bill wanted. And control. he and he got to understand you're not going to get full control, and that's what he wants. Nope. And that's where and that's where the separation was. That's why I said that he need to go in the office. He need to get in the front office if he want to. He, he, he want some 15 more wins so he can be passed. Man, he forget about that. But where is Bill going? Because they let's yeah, know, think, that's well, not... think about it. Think, but think about it. Think about what might be available next offseason. Maybe uh, uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats or Winnipeg Blue Bombers here in the Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Randy. There you go. We, we, we got to figure it out right there. You know, hey, Randy, he going to the upper room. He getting up out here. Hey, look, I, I said this. I think we need this. It's another. This is another guy we'll look back on and just enjoy whatever he is. Cause, like, it's. I don't think a team is going to trust Bill Belichick with young guys. I mean, especially especially if he wants that uh, full autonomy, right? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I mean, do we really know? Do we really know if Bill wants that? I mean, could he maybe look at himself in the mirror and say, "Hey, I'm 70 plus years old. Uh, you know, I had the uh, the greatest football player of all time uh, lead me to all those Super Bowls." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I mean, hey, maybe. Uh, 
maybe he he does want all those things, but uh, I mean, I, I don't see uh, like uh, what you're saying. I mean, I don't see him getting all that control. Yes, indeed. Same here. All right, last news: Jim Harbaugh was hired by the Chargers. Uh, five years, I believe. That's what I saw. Of course, five years. So Max deal. We already knew that. So good. Can't wait to see the Chargers next year. They're gonna be really good. They are. They really are. All right, guys. Before we come to the close, we are brought to you by Bet Us. We got your game. It's a sports book. So place your best to bet us win big. We have the NBA going on, NHL, college basketball, so and, and NFL playoffs. So let's get some money, guys. Use our code, which is gonna be in the uh show notes, and sign up for bet us. All right, Randy, man, we had a great ooh, wrong one. We had a great time tonight, man. Thank you for coming on. And oh. I'm gonna I'm going ahead and do this right now. We send you an invite to come back to do our our Super Bowl show with us if you want to. So, I'd love to. You know, I I got to be straight up. Like, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, things you guys were throwing down, and I had no idea what the hell you're talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, that's why you need to come um, to the Super Bowl show. Yeah, I, I need I, I need uh, I need to take some notes down, and you guys give me a pop quiz at the end of your, uh, your <laughs> Super Bowl segment there. But uh, you know, flowers. I I, I did want to ask you. You said you were in Montreal when you were a, uh, yes. a kid. Oh yeah, uh, what, tell your story. Yeah, well, what brought you there? Man, my father drove trucks, man. He had to take a load to Montreal, Quebec, man. We crossed the border through Maine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, make a long story short, we got there. We spent the whole day riding around trying to find his spot. He needed to deliver it. Everything was in French. <laughs> I was 12, 13 years old. Um, we got, well, we, I didn't get into a confrontation, but I had, well, my mom and I had words with a guy. My father parked by a truck stay, uh, by a bus stop. He wasn't in the way or anything. The bus still could stop and pick up people. But this guy, I'm in the front eating a sandwich, the irony. <laughs> so he comes up to the window and tells me to move the truck. And I look at him crazy like, dude, I'm 12, 13 years old. I cannot move this truck. And he's going back and forth with me. My mother comes out and cusses him out. Okay. And he leaves for a second. He comes back. My father's coming. So he sees my father. My mm. father cusses him out. He gets on the bus. The bus passes us and it stops. As he's walking to his seat, they had the windows down so you can hear him. And he's mm. talking to somebody on the bus. He's like, oh, you damn, damn Americans. We are lost. We do not speak French. Everything's in French. You know, but other than that, man, it was, it was great just to be able to say I went to um, Quebec. Was it a Providence, mm -hmm. right? That's what you call it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we call it provinces here. Yeah. I haven't mm -hmm. been in school in a long time. I do remember that. <laughs> um, but we heard uh, Quebec being the largest territory in Canada. And I think Montreal had the largest casino in the world. Wow. Uh, I don't know about Something that. Something like that. Well, well, at the time, this was back in 2002. Okay, yeah. Uh, 2003. Mm -hmm. I think they were saying like they had one of the biggest casinos in the world in Montreal. Um, I don't know. But I, I really I didn't get to Montreal. venture out a lot. But we did get some maple syrup and we did come <laughs> You know what? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Montreal's got some great culture. Uh, and I mean, you want to talk about everything was in French. I mean, you got to go north to Quebec City, which is like 
120 miles north and mm -hmm. uh, uh, the capital of uh, the province of Quebec is Quebec City and that is all French I'm talking like I mean you think you were in Paris right I mean like I, like it's oh, wow. bilingual in Montreal like uh, mm -hmm. you know yeah, you know, we found people that could speak it. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. In Quebec City, uh, yeah, it's like no maybe, yeah, every uh, four out of five people are just pure French. They don't, they don't either know English or don't want to speak English. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a different scene. But honestly, it's uh, Montreal's a great city. I mean, Quebec City is a beautiful city too, very historic. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. <laughs> beautiful scenery too on the on the way, man. Beautiful scenery. Uh like I said, it was summer, man. It was like 60, 70 degrees, nice breeze. Very good weather. I remember it clear yesterday. Right on. Hey, right that's on. what's up. That's what's <laughs> up. Thanks for sharing that cool story, Flowers. We really appreciate no it. All right, guys, man. It's been a great show. We'll be back next week, uh, Monday. My kids are done with sports, so no more flipping around. I can I can stick to the schedule. So, Randy, I'll give you more inf information about the Super Bowl show. Uh, I have a I'd love to come idea. on. I'd love to come on. A, uh, yeah, thank you so much a, for the invitation, boys. Oh, no problem. I have a great idea. So, I'm going to uh, try something out here. And uh, thank you, Randy. Man, we had a great time. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you. man. Yes. All, all right, mine. guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, before we go, Randy, tell people where they can find you at. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, at What's Up Podcast. Uh, uh, what's up podcast is with one P I, 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 uh, do an episode about once a month, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the full-time job gets in the way and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm inspired more days than the others. There's more, uh, juicy, <laughs> uh, things in the world of sports sometimes, uh, than other days, right, but, right. uh, at what's up podcast on, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter threads, uh, YouTube as well, where you can find most of, uh, like, uh, the full episodes and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, be able to find an episode with uh, Swift and RC a few months back. Sure. And uh, Flowers, love to uh, love to have you come on as well. Well, yeah, give me on. I'd show sure up do it for you. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, guys. Thank y'all for tuning in to another great episode. We are out of here. See y'all later. Peace. Peace and love. Thank you.